walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, in this art he is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, what's up, everybody? The hardest part of the ring is shut the fuck up. The hardest part of the ring is here once again for another delicious delicious apron bump and we have a stupid fun episode for you guys today ring of honor back into the onerous ring as matt hardy would say and there is a lot of shit that happens on this show um there is this one thing um Fuck, what happened? It was like, uh, let me, let me look at my, uh, oh, wait, it's unscripted. <laughs> See, I was looking at my script. <laughs> We're having fun. Ring of Honor unscripted. 2002. Once again, back in Philly in the old basketball court. And uh, whatever the gym's called, who gives a fuck what it's called. But Ring of Honor Unscripted 2002. I'll keep this short and sweet because it's a long one today. But it's it's I wouldn't let a let an episode get this long if it wasn't a fun ass time. So don't worry about that. But man, just to set the scene for you, we got huge, huge world title implications happening on this show i did i did not expect that because going into this show all i knew was that there would be a one night tournament to crown the first ever ring of honor tag team champions and that does occur that is the bulk of this show but we also have a street fight that may well be the best ring of honor match i've seen thus far in my reviews we also see a world title match low-key versus xavier and let's just say that did not go as I anticipated it would at all. And other than that, a lot of um, debuts. We have a few major debuts that, once again, did not expect at all from players that would become legends in Ring of Honor in the upcoming years. Um, a big Japanese presence on this show. That one, We say this in the, in the episode, but that's a precursor to what Ring of Honor would become in the upcoming years. So we're building, folks. Ring of Honor is starting to figure some things out. Lots of great matches on this show. Some not-so-great matches as well. I mean, you got the fucking Flying Elvis. We got, of course, more Christopher Street connection. And if you've thought, if you've been listening to my reviews and you're like, man, they couldn't get any more ridiculous than they are already, 
<laughs> Go ahead and give this a listen ski and see why that is a wrong assessment. But uh, lots of stuff happening on this show and could not have gotten a better guest, Karina Rusinke. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> I asked her. I was like, is it like K? Like K-Pasa? Like a fucking white woman at a Mexican restaurant. But yeah, Karina Rusinke joining me on this episode. You, you may have seen her on Twitter. She's very uh, prevalent in the wrestling community on Twitter and Instagram. One of my favorite follows. And uh, I'll put all her info in the description below. Also works um, as sort of an, an administrative role in the medical field as well. So she has a lot of information to provide about uh, vaccines, COVID. Not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about polio. I'm not talking about measles. I'm talking about the COVID-19. Um, and she explains it better than I ever could. So I will uh, let her do that on her own. So we talk about a few minutes in the beginning about that. But after that, man, we are red hot and rolling. So super fun episode with Karina. Um, like I said, all her info and all the links that she talks about, all that info will be in the description as well. So let's get to it. Ring of Honor, unscripted. There's no script there. 2002 with myself and Karina Rusinke. Like I do different things at my job. So it's like, you know, I'm talking to patients, uh, not medically as much. You know, I'm not a medical person per se. I do talk right. to patients mostly for administrative stuff like referrals. Uh, I, I work I work closely with the insurance, which is, you know, we're exclusive to Florida Blue. So I work yeah. with them a lot too. And then the marketing side of, out of it. So I'm like all over the place. So if you, so basically like when people see me like, Oh, what are you, what are you doing today? And I'm like, ah, I, I don't know. I'm just fucking here. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get the world back to normal. One just vaccine to get at the a time. World back to normal. Just let me know yeah. what you want me to do. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing so, God's work over there though. I appreciate but, uh, it. I, I would say it's good Friday. So I guess that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You get one day, one day. You get one day off today. So. <laughs> Take it or leave yeah, it to say the least. Exactly. <laughs> um, you you kind of already touched on it, but is there anything else you want to like plug or give a shout out to in terms of what um, you do or anything? Well, yeah, of course. Well, like I said, I work uh, I work for Sanita's Medical Center. Um, if you guys have any questions about the vaccines, when we're going to have them, I'm going to answer it to you now. We don't know. <laughs> it's right. from the government. <laughs> so, um, But if you're in the state of Florida, you know, if we do get the vaccine, just go to our website, www.mycinitas.com. You could pre-register and just put your name a little bit of your information and somebody from our offices will go ahead and call you to let you know when we actually have the vaccine and from there that, there you go and april 5 just wanted to plug that in uh here in the here in florida all over florida it's not going to be 18 and over now that you're eligible to get the vaccine so really so yeah yeah it could you don't no questions asked you don't need a doctor's note because that was a whole thing about the vaccine like mm -hmm. so we went through phases just like everywhere else um you know we had the seniors we had the 50 and overs the 40 and overs but if you had chronic conditions and you were eligible for the vaccine you had to go through your primary care provider to get the cdc required doctor's note and then you could get vaccinated but now on april 5 hoping that sanitas has already the moderna vaccine you are eligible to get vaccinated so april 5 
drive either at Sanitas if we have it or at a CVS or at a Walgreens, you know, I definitely recommend people to get vaccinated. You don't have to, you know, we're, I mean, we're not forcing it on anybody, but, you know, especially right. if you have chronic conditions, um, please, please do. Um, we do have Sanitas Medical Center um, all over Florida. We have it in Miami. We have it in Broward County. Palm Beach County, Palm Beach County, who actually has a vaccination would be uh, Boca Raton, uh, Central Florida, and West Palm Beach, uh, West Florida, sorry, which is the Tampa area. Right. So if you have any questions, please let me know. I could do the best that I can to answer all of them. No medical questions because right. <laughs> I'm not a medical person. So <laughs> what we do have is the MySanitas chat. If you are Florida blue, you can definitely, you know, sign up for that. But in regards to the vaccine, it, you, don't, you don't need you don't need insurance. You don't even need to have Florida Blue or even be a member of a, a patient with us. You could just come by, just see if you could get vaccinated. If you have any questions, we do have the chat available on our website. It's completely free. There you go. Bye. That's awesome. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. that's that's really impressive knowledge that you have on. I mean, obviously, it's, it's what you do, but it's yeah. good to know that <laughs> there's people in charge that are uh, that have a good handle on it, at least. Yeah, like I'll make, yeah. I'll, I'll make I mean, the nine hour drive to Florida if I need to, if it comes down yeah, to do it. Do it, man. Do it, dude. Like I try to like, hey, if you need the vaccine, you know, Orlando still has it. So if yeah. you want to drive those four fucking hours from Miami all the way up there, dude. Mm. Power to you. you know? <laughs> or you could just go to a Walgreens, yeah. ask if they have them. <laughs> I, I think I'll do that. I'll try that first. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, but uh man, as somebody who works, you know, at least adjacent to the medical field, I'm sure you cringed watching uh, Ring of Honor unscripted. <laughs> there was a lot of questionable parts i'll tell you that i mean Fair, yeah <laughs> so were you because you're like one of my go-to people for like obscure wrestling stuff which is why i had you on here and oh, yeah. <laughs> um so you I, I assume you've you've watched a good amount of roh in the past oh yeah i started actually getting into ring of honor i, I think sometime around 2003 or 2004 when we actually when there was like actually more names in yeah. the scene like Samoa Joe, CM Punk, AJ mm -hmm. Styles, obviously. So I started getting around that particular era of Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, I was like, you know, I'm 28 right now. So at the time I was like still in like my preteens, teenagers. And I was like, holy right. fucking shit. Like this is like <laughs> ECW kind of like real wrestling, you know? Yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, so I've been a fan of Ring of Honor ever since, but, um, uh, but 2002 Ring of Honor, man, <laughs> it's, it was very it's interesting something. time. Yeah, it was a very interesting time. So <laughs> well, even like the first few shows were even like more like because this show we at least have. I mean, we'll get to it, but we have some of those names that we see mm -hmm. in the future. And I believe yes. they, they mentioned that uh, in the next show is when Samoa Joe debuts, which I didn't realize it was oh. that early. And they've oh, actually already shit, had yeah. they've had AJ on a few shows in the past, too. Right, right. At mm -hmm. this point. But, um, yeah, I know yeah. AJ Styles was jumping around different indie scenes, and then you know he mm -hmm. became you know a big name already in uh, TNA. TNA, I think, it started right. around that particular time in Nashville. Yeah, the Asylum years. Yeah, yeah, it was a few months before this show. I think. I think he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, he definitely had won the X Division title or whatever. So he was already yeah. making making waves and WCW and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, re really interesting time. But I feel like they're they're like starting to get to where I remember because I'm like you. I kind of got in a few years in to ring of honor because me and you are the same age so i was around the same age right. too um right. i got it i guess i got in a little later but yeah it's finally getting because it's so weird watching it with like the basketball hoop in the background and like the, <laughs> the, 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 oh yeah the, the uh, fucking high school gym days i mean dude. i'm actually going to an indie show uh yes yeah. 
today's Friday. Oh, yeah, Saturday, tomorrow. It's going to be like some brewery. But I've been to their shows before at CCW. I'm going to put a plug in, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do it. And yeah, like they always um, perform. They always do shows at like a, a sh- uh, some high school or some middle school in Coral Springs. And so it kind of reminded me a little bit about those yeah. old school tea and um, Ring of Honor days. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said it's at a brewery? It's at a brewery. That's yeah, awesome. A, yeah. That's pretty much the only reason why I'm going. Right. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm going to support the guys there. And, uh, <laughs> and you get a fucking beer. So what the fuck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they've gone over the days of middle schools and now we can go to breweries. <laughs> Since they're popping up everywhere in the country anyways, you might as well, I guess. Might as well. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Unscripted 2002. This is a... Uh, so I went into this show not really knowing a lot that happened. I knew that they were having a single night uh, tag tournament to crown the first ever tag team champions in Ring right, of Honor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even look at the card because I, I wanted to go in not knowing who won because I, st- I didn't right. really know. I couldn't remember who were the first tag champions. So there was mm-hmm. some stuff that happened on this show that I had no idea happened because um, there's a lot of like, because you have the tag stuff, but you also have a lot of main event implications that would change like the history of mm-hmm. Ring of Honor. Right, um, yeah. But yeah, and then a, a huge street fight um probably one of the matches probably my favorite match of ring of honor that i've, I was I've gonna watched say so that, far dude paul london and michael shane dude fucking elite dude. that was a fantastic match and i feel bad for the main event which was the finals of the tactic tournament yes you could just tell the fans were just fucking exhausted they were trying mm. to get into it even the guys yeah. christopher daniels daniel bryan or brian danielson in this time right um it's actually American uh, Dragon. He wasn't American even Brian Dragon. Danielson. Oh yeah, American Dragon. Let me uh. <laughs> get it right. God damn it. God damn fuckers. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they looked exhausted, man. They looked exhausted. The fans looked exhausted. Yeah. They were trying to get into it as much as they can, and the the fucking street fight really, really took the yeah energy out of the fans not in a bad way but in a good way but you could really tell everybody was just fucking tired <laughs> Dude, yeah because i mean you gotta think about they, those because it was a tournament so each of those teams have had or i guess one team had two matches one had one match right i mean it's 100 degrees in there which oh, yeah part of you is like is are they just saying that for first show but you can see the fans literally in the background fanning fucking, each yeah. other all mm-hmm. the sweat from both the fans and the wrestlers it's like clearly miserable in there so oh god yeah i know the feeling i went to i went to see guns and roses a couple of years ago with uh with my wife and uh it was at the marlin stadium and they had the fucking roof open it was like fucking balls out there Ugh. i felt like oh my god that was so even axel rose had to change a couple of times because it was so fucking hot <laughs> <laughs> you florida so people feeling, man i don't right? know how you do it i mean here uh, in virginia dude. it's not much better because it's still humid as hell it's sometimes walking out it's like you're drowning underwater but oh god yeah <laughs> oh, god but yeah but and it's also like a long show kind of it's it's three hours I mean, the, the, yeah. the show itself is three hours, and plus they had dark matches, I think, too. So the fans were probably there for four Forever. or five hours, yeah. Yeah. Um, to watch fucking you know, Paul London. But, you know, um, but that, that's how the show starts. So Paul London is in the ring. Um, I almost didn't recognize him. He had like the beanie on, and it just looked a little smaller. But uh, I guess he was originally supposed to be teaming with Spanky, a.k.a. Right, Brian yeah. Kendrick, which I, okay. I didn't realize they had been teaming that long. Um, right. Yeah, because I know Spanky had uh, had his time in Ring of Honor 
yeah for a little bit he was here and there yeah I'll, I'll yeah. be honest with you, like, the the opening segment with Paul London cutting a promo, I had no idea what the fuck he was saying. No, I did. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. I had to go back and read up on the show to see what they said because it seemed important. So I was like, right. I should probably Because, <laughs> yeah, they didn't, they didn't have the mics figured out Yeah, because I know point. that, like, Michael Shane comes out and I'm like, okay, what the fuck just happened? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, all that, that's all you hear. That's all you're <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my uh, God. But apparently, just to translate... So he's he's saying that you know Brian Kendrick isn't there, so he because he was supposed to be in the tag tournament, but he needs to find a new partner. Uh, right. American Dragon comes out, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, whatever you want to call him. Um, so they're like talking like they're going to be partners, but then Michael Shane comes out, who has been feuding with Paul London for a few months now in Ring of right. Honor, and uh, basically says he's not done with Paul London. He wants you know, and they kind of kerfuffle there for a second. And uh, basically, uh, Michael Shane and Paul London get into a, a brawl, and Paul London challenges Michael Shane to a match later in the show, which makes sense in hindsight, right. you knowing right, after right, watching right. the show. Um, <laughs> so there, I mean, Paul London brings out a ladder, and at, at the time, I was like, "Why is he bringing out a ladder?" Because he didn't really use it, so it right. seemed because, <laughs> like we said, we couldn't hear him. That so, was the like the the initiative, like fucking yeah, we're gonna have a street fight. <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. universal and language I, for street fight. There you <laughs> go. We're ladder. gonna bring a fucking ladder. We're gonna we're gonna we're not gonna really fight in the streets, but we're gonna have a street fight with a right. fucking ladder. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna bring the metal inside the ring to from oh, the streets. Yeah. <laughs> so that leaves uh, Dragon inside the ring by himself awkwardly because mm-hmm. he's like he's not involved in this fight. Right. So Brian has to now pick a partner because he was gonna originally partner with Paul London. Mm-hmm um I, whoever's in the ring with him I, someone was, was interviewing him i think it was donnie b or who, some guy but he's like uh who's gonna be your partner dragon and then brian's like i think i have an idea and then rubs his chin right <laughs> you know the great acting chops that still carry over to today <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty, <laughs> yeah pretty much wwe man helped him out yeah. a lot <laughs> what did you what did you think about seeing like uh early daniel bryan here just in general on the show Oh man, he's such a baby! God, he is. So he is, but he is, but like, kind of, he kind of looks the same in some ways. Right, he kind of looks the same. Uh, very baby, baby face looks right there. Uh, man, not a great idea to wear white throughout that whole fucking show. I was literally about see, to say like, that. Yeah, <laughs> you could see like towards a lot of the matches <laughs> that you know that was sweating through a little bit. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh wait, hey. Is it his little American dragons? <laughs> but uh, I start like I really love um, Brian Danielson or American Dragon in this fucking show as well. Yeah. Later on, obviously, because he obviously made a name for himself in the later years of Ring of Honor. Like the match that really I think that got me really into Ring of Honor was the match with Nigel McGuinness. So yeah. those were fucking technical, right. fucking just everything that you need for a wrestling match. It was just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's like. Yeah, I'm just waiting to get to the point where it's uh, Maroon wearing Daniel Bryan and yeah. like, the, sh- the shaved head, the skinhead <laughs> look. Because that's that's yeah. when he really like gets into it. But we now he kind of just still... look like a very like clear cut lumberjackish. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. He's something a, like that. What was that William Regal song? He's a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all tied in, right? Because they were yeah, he was it's a trainer. All tied in, man. It makes the sense. I think now, he was trained now. by William Regal, right? <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure. I, I read this yeah. on the internet, so it's got to be true. That he wore the maroon color for all those years as like a homage to William Regal. There you go. That's what he wore. Yeah. So I I didn't look further into it. I I believe it now. 
God, you're not a real wrestling mark. What the fuck? I'm going to call you out on Twitter and Instagram. Fucker. <laughs> Blocked. Just kidding. God damn it. <laughs> well, man, we have, speaking of people that made names for themselves, this opening match here, Christopher Daniels and Donovan Morgan. Oh, my God. So one guy that made a name Daniels, for themselves. man. Another guy I fucking love that yeah he just looks so badass he looked like a member from ghost at the time right <laughs> uh with his like priest looking stuff and he came out with the marilyn manson song disposable teens and i know he yes. used that for a while and he even used kind of like the backtrack in tna mm-hmm. so i was like oh man i fucking love christopher daniels's look and everything like that so i always thought mm-hmm. he was just badass all the time i miss i miss that christopher daniels so fucking much i hate his like, yeah. new shit with like fucking SCU. You, you don't like scu you don't like him walking out with the mic and, and i dancing. fucking hate it dude <laughs> oh it stinks <laughs> no offense to anybody who loves scu but i was like this is not the christopher daniels that i grew up watching i want to see christopher daniels where he looked like he was a member from ghost so right. the fallen <laughs> angel basically <laughs> you, that's a simple thing to ask for really in wrestling yeah, simple thing just like offend people a little bit you know yeah <laughs> especially in this day and age of cancel culture just offend them <laughs> oh man we got after this match we got something related to that oh but, i uh, know i know you know you know <laughs> but um so are you a big uh a big donovan morgan fan as well not the biggest fan but he's extremely <laughs> underrated extremely yeah. underrated fantastic wrestler kind of sucks like he just disappeared on the face of the earth just kind of like some other guys too like michael yeah. shane i want like Michael Shane, yeah. another guy that I always thought he was super underrated. I thought he was going to be like the next big thing to say the least in TNA during his mm-hmm. time with Kazarian and Tracy Brooks, but he just kind of dis- they like they just kind of disappeared later in the 2000s. Yeah, yeah, Michael Shane, I know we're getting off track here, but Michael Shane, he was like he came in when the X Division was getting really hot. So I think yeah. he got kind of mm-hmm. lost in the shuffle amongst all like the flashy like the AJ Styles, Sanjay Dutt cuz he's yeah, not yeah. A very flashy guy. He's more of like a like a Shawn Michaels storytelling kind of guy. So right, maybe that's yeah. why, unfortunately. But uh, and Donovan Morgan, you could probably say something similar. Not mm. very flashy, but very, pretty, yeah. very, very solid. I mean, and everything. And yeah, you know, I, I didn't know about him until I started watching these shows. But I, th- right. this this show kind of um, sold me on him a little bit. Um, yeah, same, same here. There was a lot of like his moves were very unique throughout a lot of the show. Yeah, and um, he wasn't even that bad, like talking on the mic or anything like that. He no. like. I, yeah, just like we said, he's not—he wasn't a flashy guy at all. He—he he looked like a wrestler, basically. Yeah. Yeah, he just looked like a wrestler. He was a great—he underrated technician, to say the least. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. just kind of sucks. He just kind of just got lost. Later, yeah, because he's, he's like you said, he's a great technician. He's not never—he's not going to be a guy like The Rock or mm-hmm. anybody that can like hold a room with a mic. But right. he's a guy that he's like just a good guy to have included in things. Right. Um, so right. I guess he had he had a good spot here with Daniels. Mm-hmm. versus the team of sat the team oh my god <laughs> spanish announce table um <laughs> i think it's, it's spanish oh no spanish announce team is what they're called but i'm gonna call them okay. spanish announce table because they get broken here I know, I know those guys also disappeared too uh like they yeah. they were in tna for for a little bit with a basic red and I think the only, they're still the only person going. that came out of that was Amazing Red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz there's like Ring of Honor in this early in these early stages, you had a lot of like indie guys, a right, lot of guys right, that right, kind right. of looked looked the same. They had like the full body suits, the baggy clothes and the the wet long hair. So there's a lot of that right, yeah. in this show. And so a lot of those guys kind of like got lost just because of that. Mm-hmm. Um but SAT, I mean, 
so so good like i i joked yeah. before i called them two fat super crazies but uh <laughs> wow never would have thought of that i was just like it's just two dudes in a jumpsuit that's (laughs) that's all i got (laughs) (laughs) but dude so i'm I'm assuming they're brothers like for for realsies but like such good chemistry like a lot of good double team moves from those guys Mm -hmm. um and then you have the prophecy on the other side daniels and morgan so the backstory here is that daniels uh narrowly lost the match for the first ring of honor title a few shows ago so now he's like hell bent on getting back to it and he wants to hold all the gold in ring of honor even though there's only two championships there but like you know it's fine <laughs> well um, eventually we get like the fucking six men tag belts oh do they do that in ring of honor oh they, they do, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like way yeah. later on though right that's way later on yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know if you got to see the 19th anniversary of ring of honor but i haven't know, yet they, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good show. Yeah, it's yeah. Long, I need to... but it's pretty good. You know, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, got, I got find room to pencil in amongst all the other wrestling I'm watching. <laughs> it's it's only nine ninety nine. Yeah. If you do the Honor Club, yeah, I'll fight. I was oh, trying to man. do the whole like nine ninety nine, like the WWE Network. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of a joke. <laughs> Thank you. You got it so, for me. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, we got a tag match here, and this is a part of the tag tournament to crown the first ever ROH tag team champions. Uh, one thing I noticed, and maybe you didn't notice if this is like the first one you've watched in a while. Um, we, they got a new commentary team for this show. Oh, okay. So they were new. Okay. I actually did like this team. They were I really did good. too. Yeah. They were good play-by-play guys. They were really they were the, getting yeah. into the stuff. Yeah. One of them was Gabe Sapolsky, which I didn't realize at the time. I think he went by a different name, but, um, and then another guy, I forget his name. But uh, man, yeah, the first few shows they had Steve Carino and Donnie B, oh, which really? sounds like it could be okay. But to me, man, they were just like yelling the entire time. <laughs> they were getting exhausted. They're just choking on because they were like so trying to like fill in. They didn't like dead air. It was just it was just distracting. Oh wow! Um, but these guys that. were a little bit wow. more subdued, which I liked. They were more in the background and kind of fit in better, I think. Yeah, they fitted better. They kind of knew what the fuck they were talking about, which was good. Yes, <laughs> which yes. is fucking great. That's all you so, can ask for in a commentary team. At least yeah. kind of know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> oh my god! Like, um, I've been like catching up. Like, it's a little bit of a different subject, but I've been watching like a lot of old ECW, whatever is on the Peacock Network. Yeah, series, yeah. Whatever ECW is available, and you got like, um. Cyrus the virus <laughs> oh, and fucking man. Joey Styles. Oh my god, that excellent commentary theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happened to Cyrus? I wonder what he's doing nowadays. Huh. Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> Let's think about that for a little bit. <laughs> like who the fuck is that guy on AEW? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Serpentico? Like, I think he's Serpentico. He just looks like him, kinda. Yeah. Just kinda looks like him. Just bald. <laughs> bald. <laughs> All bald people look alike. <laughs> um but yeah this match here it was it was a good match uh opening yeah. match nothing like i think it was relatively short um right but yeah sat got their stuff in like i said there was like a, a sick like doomsday device spinning right, ddt yeah. just like really unique moves like that and they do they go for a double spanish fly which at the time was very unique i, th- yeah, I don't know if they, they were the ones that invented it do you know i don't know exactly but i know they used it a lot and that was like one of their big moves. I think that was actually their special maneuver as a tag yes. team. Because I know yes. they used it a lot in TNA too when they were there with right. uh, with Amazing Red. But yeah, it was a very unique, uh, very unique maneuver. 
I thought it was badass as fuck. Yeah. Super. Very cool. Yeah. I, I popped for that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody popped. That was like their thing. That was like the Canadian yeah, was, Destroyer. Well, like yeah. what that would go on to be. That was like the, their like big move in Ring of Honor. Yeah. I don't see a lot of guys. Well, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't see a lot of guys doing that move. The Spanish Fly? The Spanish Fly. Um, there's a, there's a few, I know there's like, uh, what's, uh, what's this name? Cameron Grimes does it kind of, oh, okay. um, I'm, well, I'm as a tag team, I guess. Oh, as a tag team, a double yeah. Spanish fly. And no, I don't think I'll, yeah. I've never seen anybody other than yeah. these guys do it. I mean, it's gotta be tough as hell just to have one guy doing it, to have all the communication with three people doing that. God. Yeah. That's I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, with all this, all, all this new shit going on, I mean, there could be some, probably some indie show in wisconsin there's probably tons of breweries around me with people doing double <laughs> spanish flies nowadays these kids probably, these days yeah. probably. <laughs> um and also during this match another cameo i didn't expect was trinity oh yes fucking tr- let's talk about trinity man let's talk like about a it. short minute go for dude, it trinity was underrated dude mm-hmm. i love trinity she again another person that disappeared in the 2000s i know that she was um uh they had they had like a little thing with her and chris saban some sometime in 05 because she was feuding with like fucking tracy brooks and mike chain that was they brought her as the other chick basically and i thought she was super good man she came in at the wrong time she she did man she did dude it was because i'm I'm rewatching those tnas too and it's literally her and uh tracy brooks and tracy brooks yeah and those are the only two women so they just cat fight and they All don't the have like real matches. They just they'll bring out Trinity every once in a while to moonsault onto a crowd of people. But like, yeah, dude, like <laughs> that's like that's like the only thing. I think she did it literally off a cage at Lockdown she, 05. She did. Yeah, she did. I think it was like, was it with Triple X with his uh, it was Christopher Daniels and uh, I believe uh, it was Skipper. I think that, that, something that she like came that. Out? I don't know. It was some. There, there was a lot of cage matches. They all kind of there, blurred there together. There was a lot of cage matches. Yeah. Say if too anybody many. that watches this, if you want to correct us, please do. I, mean. I, I feel like it was some <laughs> random match with Michael Shane and like Sanjay probably. Dutt or something. Yeah, probably. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? But yeah, she gets involved here <laughs> to <laughs> attack the one woman that Ring of Honor has, Simply Luscious. What do you think of Simply Luscious? Oh God, those WCW names, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, it was like those those two thousand names. Like they had some bitch in ECW called fucking Electra, Electra I think. So like some That's stripper cool. names. Yeah, this is the time where like a bunch of stripper names were coming out. Like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I mean, no offense to the women who watches this. I'm not calling all the women bitches. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> oh, they're they're here. They're pretty much all bitches. All yeah, two of them. Like these fucking stripper names. Like, oh, I was like. God, actually there was like, one that wasn't a bitch but we'll get to her later too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you're right you're right just all, the, all <laughs> these crazy like weird names showing up in 2002 ring of Simply honor luscious. i know tna had goldilocks i was like oh <laughs> goldilocks do you remember that one shit <laughs> can't say that i do i think i have a dog i used to have a dog named goldilocks oh, God. um no i didn't no i didn't i'm just kidding okay, yeah. but I- <laughs> <laughs> see we got we got luscious and trinity fighting because they're women Right. Um, that's pretty much the extent of what I what I gathered from it. Um, and as as we were talking about, Trinity goes up and hits that moonsault from the top rope to the outside. Looked impressive. I mean, I'm it not did. gonna Fucking I'm not gonna rag great. on it yeah. at all. It was great. Yeah. Um, but that was just like a weird little interstitial, like in the middle of this match here. Um, but towards the end, uh, so SAT goes for that double Spanish fly, yep. but mm-hmm. one of them gets knocked off. So they only hit a one person Spanish fly, which I guess is half as strong. Um, 
So they only get a two. I guess the pin gets broken up. Daniels hits an enziguri on one of the Maximos. And then Donovan Morgan follows up with an angel's wings for oh, the win. No. Mm-hmm. So they uh, the prophecy wins and moves on in the tournament uh, to face off against uh, another team. Uh, yeah. So what do you think of this this first match here? Dude, I thought it was pretty solid. Pretty solid yeah. match. Uh, the fans were really getting into it uh, pretty much in the middle of the match. Whenever, when pretty much all the action started. Because I know right. it, started, it started a little bit slow in the beginning. You know, they had to show all their technical stuff. But then it really yeah. started bringing up towards like the middle and the end of the, of the match. Yeah. I thought it was yeah, There's yeah. definitely an urge, I think, with Ring of Honor to kind of show that they're offering something that like WWE isn't offering. So they, right. they go yeah. heavy on the, on the chain wrestling a lot of times and mm-hmm. all that stuff, which is good to see. It's good to see that they're like doing something to differentiate themselves a little bit. Right. Yeah. Like I know, like, obviously this is a time where wcw's gone ecw's gone so we have like mm-hmm. this crowd of like because where was where was this again like was it philly philly yeah. yeah you got the philly crowd who are always fucking hot so they were kind of like those ecw fans so mm-hmm. it was kind of like their new alternative compared to what wwe was giving us in 2002 which wwe in 2002 wasn't that bad either <laughs> right yeah, yeah there was like yeah, it was definitely like a, a, a downslope from the Attitude Era. So it was like a right. weird transition for people, I'm sure. Right. Because um, yeah. people like, wanted the, the real wrestling. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they would get that more so like in the Ruthless Aggression Era. But there was like a weird period mm-hmm. where it was like, you know, Triple H was fucking mannequins and, oh, you know, God, yeah. NWO was killing <laughs> was, people. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a weird time in the early 2002s. Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird time. But don't worry. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is here to bring us stuff that's not weird. So that's why we have the Christopher Street Connection backstage. Oh, yes. This segment. <laughs> eating bananas. They're eating bananas. Did you know that they're gay? If you didn't oh, watch it, they're eating bananas. Jeez. What the fuck? Didn't even know that. Dicks. Dicks. Wow. Fruits in the, <laughs> in the fucking thing. <laughs> People fruit, don't get fruit, offended. Fruit. I'm gay too, so. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, now I have to pass. Now I can, now I can uh, yeah, free range. Can... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This segment. What'd you think of the Japanese pool boy? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh so God. I get it. It's 2002. These jokes are still relevant, you know? Oh. I know later on it kind of explodes a little bit, but we'll get to that in a bit. But it was interesting. <laughs> so for, it opens up. So there is Christopher Street Connection walking up to the team of uh, what are their names? Hadouken. I'm going to get it wrong. Hold on. Let me, let me go. Oh, it's like, I'm going to say something. Hikudo Hidaka. There you go. Yeah. I was going to I was going to pull it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> they walk up to Hakudo Hidaka and Dick Togo. Who are backstage. Oh, Dick Togo, man. <laughs> it was so good to see them. Yeah. So a little bit in action later, but Christopher Street Connection walks up to them, says, I don't remember ordering Chinese food. Oh. <laughs> now, correct oh me if I'm wrong. God. Correct me if I'm wrong. Because I'm only basing this off of my Kai and Tai knowledge. I believe these two gentlemen are Japanese. Uh, not Chinese. Yeah, I... <laughs> but, Talking you know, same, racism. same. Oh my god, this fucking shit came out now. Well, don't worry. (laughs) Hashtag (laughs) offensive. (laughs) Me too. Hashtag me too. (laughs) But they they, they retaliate, don't worry. The uh, the Chinese, Japanese men, they take their banana that one of them is holding and they snap it in half. (laughs) 
Oh. Snap there. Man, that's uh, not foreshadowing, but that's a callback to callback uh, Choppy to, Choppy uh, Pee Pee. Choppy Choppy Pee Pee with Val Venus. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Man, I didn't think of that until just now. Man, that's, that's, that's some good long-term, long-term storytelling there. Oof. Wow. Choppy Choppy Pee Pee. There it is. There it is. <laughs> you know, a lot of people praise the Attitude Era, but... There were some misses. There was some questionable shit. It was like, the time, though, you know? It was I the mean, times, man. Me and you were, what, eight years old or so Probably, at the time? And we were just like, what? Like, I mean, how I got into wrestling was with the storyline between Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker, where Undertaker, like, kidnapped Stephanie McMahon and, uh, like, try to make her, like, his bride. And, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin is on The Undertaker cross. I was like... That gave me nightmares as a child. Oh, wow, yeah. And now when looking back to it, I'm like, oh, wow, that's metal as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when fucking Raven put Salmon on the cross where the, the, the segment yeah. where like Kurt Angle was like, nah, dude. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I was like, you, looking back, you're just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then like you just look back and then you watch it again when the network was still available. I guess, mm, back in those days. Stuff, We're old enough days. to remember the network. Oh, and like, do you see the Sandman now on the cross? It's like, oh, wow, that's like a, that could be like a metal album. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> like, how fucking heavy is this? That? That, that should be WWE's uh, justification for keeping that stuff on the cock. It's metal as fuck. Get over it. It's metal as fuck. And yeah, dude, <laughs> that's it. Keep, that's all keep... I got to say. It's metal as fuck. Yeah. It could be on a black metal album or whatever. And exactly. uh, just keep it, dude. It's not offensive. Whatever. It's yeah, get over put it, it on Good Friday for all I fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because my first memory was a uh, boss man getting hanged oh. by, by the hell in a cell. <laughs> so it's funny we have those. Like, that's what. We have, like, that's why we're wrestling fans now. <laughs> that, that's, I don't know what that says about us that we stayed with wrestling after that. But there you go. <laughs> but uh, we got something a little different here. We have uh, the FBI. Speaking of ECW. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. You big, you big into the FBI? Tony Mamaluke and uh, Tony Mamaluke and Nunzio. I know Nunzio has a different name in the show. I think he's like James something. James, James Maritato. G- yeah. yeah we'll, we'll call him Gandolfini. Yeah, that sounds we'll right. We'll call him Gandolfini. Yeah. It's close <laughs> enough. You know, he looks like he could be in the Sopranos. Yeah, I would buy him. I would buy him in. He seems like a guy that dies like at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, and if you notice, like, uh, Nunzio, I'm going to call him Nunzio, James Gettafee, whatever we want to choose. Uh, he looked pretty jacked and tan here. He looked pretty cut up. He looked good. Yeah, doing yeah, some laundry, to... all that stuff. Yeah, dude. Even Tony Mama looked, put on some little bit of weight there. Um, yeah. He looked pretty, like, I know in his ECW days, like, Mama Luke was, uh, it's like a little little skinny thing. Right, and, and now like, he's like, Daddy Luke, huh? Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's with me? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, yeah, there you go, man. That's what there we say when we when we become parents, man. I think I think uh, when when like uh, my girl and I we get kids eventually, I'm gonna gain all that mommy weight, I guess. You're gonna, gonna get some traps. Gonna get yeah. some get, get lost in the traps, dude, and with a beer gut, like there. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's all. That's all we need. That's all you need. <laughs> so the backstory here is that uh, so James or I'm gonna call him Guido. So he's trying to uh, get away from the FBI stuff because they were like a comedy team, I guess, in ECW. Wow, how ironic because like eventually he becomes a WWE. Literally like in less than a year, he's back to that. But we'll pretend like he's trying to be serious here. There you go. He wants to get off the mafia. Yes. <laughs> the 3-6 mafia. 
So apparently he was pretty, pretty big in Japan. Not maybe not big in Japan, but he, he wrestled in Japan. Right. Uh, so he's trying to get back to those roots of to being a shooter. Mm-hmm. But Tony Mamaluke is trying to still ride that FBI train. Um, mm-hmm. So they, they kind of have an argument backstage in terms of like what music they play. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if you caught I that. I didn't that even was get like, to listen to the music. Like it was like, what? Okay, it was very brief. Next? Okay. Yeah, it was very brief. <laughs> So like Tony Mamaluke slides the guy who's asking for their CD, he slides it to him, and then they come out to staying alive, to oh. staying alive. Ah ah ah. Yo, man, dude, come on. That's a great movie, by the way. That's a great song from the Bee Gees. <laughs> it is. Okay? To be fair, you can't. You fair. can't. To be fair, that is the most Italian song. Is it Italian? Ever, I guess it's not really Italian. Well, the Bee Gees are. I forgot where the Bee Gees are from, actually. I, just I mean, know you can tell me they're Italian, album. I believe I, you. I know that they recorded this album in Florida, here in Miami, from what I know. <laughs> oh, so it's kind of Italian. It's kind of Italian. It might as well be, we by proxy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we got, uh, so they come out to stay in alive. So we got FBI versus Dick to go and Hakuto Matama. I keep wanting to say, um, what's the Lion King thing? Akuna Matata. Akuna yeah, Matata. Yeah, that's what, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to say, were you going right. to say Mufasa? Like, I mean, it, it's all the same. It's all the same. <laughs> it's all the same. <laughs> so this match here once again we got a lot of chain wrestling in the beginning which the crowd yes. fucking loved i yeah. mean they were they were popping hard yeah. for um it was something that might seem kind of normal in 2021 but in mm-hmm. 2002 you weren't really seeing this at least like on a on a big stage right yeah it was um, very so, unique yeah yeah Sometimes. it was different yeah big so i have a bullet here in my notes big dick pop <laughs> <laughs> Big Dick crowd, pop. Okay, yeah. The, the crowd loved Dick. Loved they Dick. They did. They they were popping really hard for that Dick, man. <laughs> there we go. That's the sound bite I needed. You can go home now. I'm just kidding. Show's over. <laughs> the commentator says Dickamania is running wild, which it was. He's not like I want to. All these new slanders are just coming yeah. in. Getting them in. Getting them in. <laughs> that was the wrong hand gesture. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey wrong person wrong person for i that. know yeah see that's why you get, a, you get a free pass i can't do that uh, <laughs> um but uh yeah so a lot of chain wrestling dick dick is running wild as as per usual. Yeah. um it's a lot of good stuff there in the beginning at some point tony mamaluke he's he's the illegal person so he's on the apron and mm-hmm. he knocks down hedaka as the illegal person which is it plays into the story because Guido's trying to like play by the rules. He's trying to be serious. He's trying to get rid of that like sports entertainment, like right, interference yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of stuff. So Guido's like they're they're like bickering throughout the whole match, which is like right. I like the story there because FBI, like you can see, they have like spurts of like really like good double team like cohesion. They like yeah. work really well, but then they'll like they'll argue with each other. So that's like clearly the only thing holding them back is the fact that they can't get on the same page. Mm-hmm. So I like that there, and I didn't know really. I've seen a little bit of Dick Togo and Kai and Tai, but I didn't really know much about them. Um, and yeah, same here. I know that they were um, they were kind of like kind of all over the place sometimes around the late nineties. I know I saw yeah. Dick Togo a little bit in ECW. He was uh, he right. was on barely legal. Yeah, was on that pay per view for for ninety seven. Yeah, it was a six man tag. I think. I believe it. Watch it. Yeah. Uh, while it's on the Peacock, right? Network. It's very good, actually. <laughs> it's very back and forth. Um, yeah. and it goes kind of, it goes super crazy. That was their first pay-per-view, right? Was it 97? I believe so. Yeah. I believe so. I, I actually have that on DVD somewhere because I bought, um, 
what was it? I think it was One Night Stand 06. And oh, it came I have with, that in my collection, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it came with a free copy of Barely Legal. So I actually oh, have, I do have it somewhere, yeah. Shit, that's badass, man. I it was did, very I think weird was, at the time. Yeah, I think mine I think mine was just a single disc. Yeah, it was just that. Right. I have to I have to look at it, man, to go back. I mean, like I said, I have to dust off all my DVDs to yeah. like, see what <laughs> the fuck is now. going on, you know? Like I just like I just ordered um something on ebay i just ordered a new dvd on ebay because i was like okay if we're gonna get back to these dvd shit i'm gonna mm-hmm. start ordering again i got <laughs> fucking the best of jeff jarrett <laughs> oh so it's like two matches like <laughs> <laughs> it's him it's him versus china and versus then him, china which he fucking him probably hated. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah it was uh I'm going to see how it is. Apparently it's four fucking hours. And I'm like, fuck, four fucking hours. Of- That's a lot of Jeff Jarrett. That's a lot of Jeff Jarrett in one sitting. I, well, let's review it. <laughs> you know, I'll get back to you on that. That might have to be a several parter. That'll be on, that'll be on the OnlyFans exclusive. That'll be on the OnlyFans uh, $5 a month. Thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see Jeff Jarrett for four hours. There you go. Ooh, yeah, because we know everybody does. <laughs> God, I'd rather see these guys for four hours though. TikTok, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't see know. Dicks for four hours. Love it, love it. That there uh. we go. Only fans. It all ties together. Um, Five dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't really know if these these uh, like Kudo Adaka, but they like really sold me on them as a tag team. There, it made me really root for them watching yeah, them in this match. Same, same. I was rooting um, for both actually. I really love this match. It's actually yeah. a really badass match. Yeah. R- really great match. And there was yeah. kind of like a sense of like people saving themselves for future matches because it's a tournament and it's hot and all that stuff. So I, I feel like there could have been maybe another gear to it, but I really enjoyed this match. Same. Um, Same. I believe, uh, who even won? Oh, yeah. So Dick Togo hits the pedigree, followed by a senton from the top rope. Crowd mm-hmm. loves it. Again, it's another move that people just pop for from Dick Togo. Right. Yeah. I think they and got that- a two count, no? I think the, did, didn't the Senton I think the Senton got two in their their next match, if I remember oh, correctly. Okay. Yeah, but it's possible I just took shitty notes. So that's that's awesome. Possibility. <laughs> I, I I did too, man. I was like I was drinking throughout most of this pay per view, so I'm that's like, the only way to watch Ring of Honor in 2002 <laughs> to get through four hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't hate us, guys. We just love to drink. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a problem. You have a problem. Did you remember seeing the uh, the natural selection that Dick Togo hit in this match? To be, pro- the, to be uh, quite honest with you, no. <laughs> I only noticed it because Charlotte Flair does it, and for some reason it looks shitty every time. But the way Dick Togo <laughs> hit it, it's like clean. Because he like went like straight. I don't know. How to, I, I write like a diagram, and it looked really good. Um, leads to the Japs getting the win. I can call them the Japs. I'm a little bit Asian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god please don't but, take uh, us down <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a lost cause we just talked about cracking bananas in half and chinamen and all that Japanese stuff so we're, we're done we're done it's, it's all gone it's all downhill from here uh but yeah anything else on that match like i said a really good match it's a really good match i really loved it it was fun to watch i know at the end of this particular match i guess the fbi breakup oh my god yeah right so break up they they, there's like a little promo aftermath yeah where um nunzio is pissed off at mama luke because he won't get serious 
then Tony claims that he's the one that made Guido an ECW. Right. And that's kind of like his uh, justification for keeping the FBI thing going. Mm -hmm. So Tony then challenges Nunzio to a match right there, right now. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're like kind of hesitant. So they like handshake and hug. But then that dastardly Tony Mamaluke, he just suplexes James right out what of the a handshake. What a fucking piece of shit. God, this fucking guy. <laughs> right before the bell. So the bell rings right after, because I guess that's the universal sign for a match is, is starting. Just, a, yeah. A suplex. Where, the, where the fuck is the general manager? Where's the fucking, where's the commission? <laughs> where's Tony Long? What the fuck? <laughs> so I guess a match is happening now. James Maritato versus Ma, uh, Mamaluke. Tony Mamaluke. And uh, it's it's not it's like kind of a match, but not really. Not really. They're just really brawling, kind of. It's more of like a setup for the match that they're gonna have in the future. Right. So Tony gets knocked. He takes a sick bump does, off the apron yes. through these these poor metal barricades. Oh my! I was gonna ring. say that. <laughs> I th- yeah, I, I have the, the impression. The yeah. commentators are like, oh, he throws him into the barricade. And I'm like, those are fucking gates. <laughs> they're, they're not nailed down or supported <laughs> at all. It looks Dude. like a fucking heavy metal show at some fucking warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of tetanus shots. Let me t- Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. I went to a show um, a couple of years ago, my teenage years, uh, and it was a pending doom. I'm not sure if you're into those kind of bands, but a, what? Um, a pending doom. What, what, with- what do they sound like? heavy (laughs) (laughs) i was hoping you'd sing me a verse or two (laughs) i mean they were like a christian metalcore band i guess are they like skillet no heavier than okay (laughs) when i I hear christian band i was like oh they're probably like skillet right no dude (laughs) well they were like the uh the closing band i think and the pit just gets fucking crazy and the barricade between the stage and the fans was this fucking puny ass gate so people just start going fucking crazy and mm-hmm. like they just start pushing and they push down the fucking bar- barricade dude i got fucking slammed there. <laughs> like i was in the middle of a wrestling match watching this fucking band man sucked <laughs> <Fucking> sucked. <laughs> between all these brewery shows you're going to and the metal shows you're taking more bumps than some of these wrestlers are fucking shit man give me a z-pack <laughs> <laughs> so this is why i only go see like dave matthews and darius rucker and that kind of shit because there's very little pits at those at those concerts. oh that's true i i retired from the pits because the last like mosh pit i was in I got clocked in the face and my glasses broke, so I couldn't Why see. Why don't you wear glasses to a mosh pit? Even I, I know you don't do that. I didn't have contacts. I didn't have contacts at the oh. time, so I was like, fuck it, you know, let's see going what happens. Going blind. Going blind. What fucking got clocked in the face in the middle of a day to remember set, and mm. that was it. It was game over. Oh, I got man. to see Rise Against with, like, one fucking lens. So. Oh. That's something. So, that's something. That's something, right? <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it, I think. <laughs> Um, but yeah, these guys here felt that same pain that you felt during a day to remember. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Tony, he takes a, uh, a bump off the apron through the barricade, which like, if you're just like thinking about that, it's hard to even like visualize what that looks like, but he literally oh, just yeah. falls straight into the barricade, knocks it over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, James Maritato, he gets a ring bell. He runs to try to hit Tony Mamaluke, but he gets like dropped toe holded or something and goes face first into the the ring bell so he's busted open he's, yeah, this match is like a minute and a half long and he's like just pouring blood yeah it's all yeah it we just already see color <laughs> yeah it's crazy and then you know they get back in the ring tony hits a low blow and rolls him up for the yeah, win there you go yeah 
and bing bing boom that's all it's all it is um but like i said it's pretty much to set up a uh, a match at the next show i believe it is where um it'll be james maritato versus tony mamaluke once again but this time the stipulation is that if james wins then tony has to be serious and he has to let the fbi gimmick go but if tony wins then he gets the, the i don't know i guess the rights to fbi or whatever he gets to do whatever he wants with it so it's pretty much a fight to see who has the right for the fbi which is hilarious but that is it. fucking great because like look what the fuck happens to nunzio in the wwe dude in the fbi with what chuck palumpo and john johnny stamboli i think yes that's yeah. that's right yeah i know he was a yeah i think uh he was in the wcw power plant before that, that makes a lot down. of sense yeah because I know Chuck Palumbo was with uh, with Stasiak and with the, I think it was called Natural Thrillers, that faction in the 2000s with mm, Sean O'Hare right. and stuff like that. So, And I know they were one of the guys that got, they signed a contract later on and they were in the evasion angle and Ooh, kaka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you had a little Billy and Chuck in there and then, oh man, oh, <laughs> that goes back, you know, 2002. That's happening probably at this point, too. <laughs> <laughs> they, they needed the Japanese pool boy, bro. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but it still worked. No, yeah. still worked. I mean, it got a lot of media coverage. <laughs> All press is good press, some may say. <laughs> Man, that's so funny. The fans are like trying to run away from Billy and Chuck only to get Christopher Street connection. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, Mike, 2003, baby. Can't escape it. Can't escape, Can't escape it. it. But, uh... This next match here, we got another tag team tournament match. Divine Storm, the team of Quiet Storm and Chris Divine versus the team of American Dragon and Mike Modest. So do you know of Quiet Storm and Chris Divine? Don't even remember those guys. <laughs> they were, yeah, that, that was like, I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of guys that came in and were just very like indie. Yeah. Like there were a lot of guys that came in from Shawn Michaels school at the time, the Texas oh, Wrestling that's Academy. True, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those were two guys, but there was like a bunch of them. So they kind of, and they're all like very similar. Um, So some guys rose above, some guys didn't. But mm-hmm. uh, Quiet Storm, Chris Devine, we're our team now. Um, And versus American Dragon, obviously. And Mike Modest. Mike Modest is a name I've always heard of, but I've never right, watched yeah. him wrestle. Are you familiar with him at all? Not super familiar with him, but I know he was kind of big there in the indie scene, I believe. I know so, yeah. he trained a couple of guys. I, I know he I know he trained like what Morgan Donovan too? Donovan Morgan? Yeah, he I believe it. Oh, that, that would make sense if, for their yeah. little interaction earlier. Yeah. Um yeah. so I believe it. But yeah, Mike Modest, he's I think yeah, he bounced around. He was uh at this time he was big in uh pro wrestling Noah. So oh, okay. I guess he, yeah. like you said, a lot of the you know uh international stuff, indie stuff. Mm-hmm. um which is surprising because I, I was watching mike modest and was like damn this guy can go like in the beginning he's hitting these forearms in the corner on one of the yeah. guys and it's like wait a minute does this guy uh does this guy know this is uh scripted so somebody <laughs> should tell him <laughs> yeah i was i actually did put that on my notes i think because he was hitting some crazy forearms on these fucking guys like they were yeah. <laughs> i was like hey man <laughs> fucking kill him <laughs> rough rough they were rough dude yeah and um, but it makes sense man he, he was really popular in noah so i know they were pretty stiff a lot of Japanese yeah. wrestlers yeah <laughs> it really and that's a, that's a one thing too there was a pretty big uh japanese presence on this show yes which is uh yeah. something that's 
I haven't seen in the pre their previous shows, but that mm -hmm. makes sense because like in the future, Ring of Honor in Japan, they had a really like they had fluid a really good relationship. relationship with a lot of different companies. Yeah, uh, Noah yeah. in Japan, obviously. Because you had like uh, Masawa come in, Kenta, yes. Morishima, um, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, all these guys. Mm -hmm. So it, it's yeah. like kind of a precursor to what would make them so great in the, in the right. next few yeah. years. Is that because I really love that match? Talking about that just for a little bit, Kenta yeah. Kibashi versus Samoa Joe. Dude, that, I'm one of my favorite matches. I'm I'm so fucking pumped to get into early Samoa Joe in yes. Ring of Honor because <laughs> like a quick side that I think the next show because I looked at the card for the next show is Samoa mm. Joe versus Low Key, and mm. I think I believe because I've watched one of their matches before, and it was like the most shootiest of shoot fights that you will ever see. Like they are killing each other. Yeah, so Low I'm, Key. I'm, yeah. Oh my god. Low key was just that kind of guy. <laughs> he was he was something. He was that kind of guy. <laughs> and we'll get into that later too. I can't yes. wait for that. But uh yeah, we got the, this tag match here. And like I said, Mike Modest is laying it in thick in the beginning. Oof, yeah. As is uh Daniel Dan O'Brien here, mm -hmm. Brian Danielson. He has to prove a point, yeah. <laughs> he does, yeah. He has to I prove mean, all, all... <laughs> he can't be outshined by Mike Modest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but then, uh, yeah, so a really good, uh, another tag match where it kind of felt short, but like I said, it kind of all yeah, played into the tournament. Yeah, that was another one, yeah. Another match that just felt a little bit, not rushed, but it did feel a little bit short. I thought this was a really good match, in my yeah. opinion. Um, but yeah, it was, it felt pretty short, felt a little bit rushed a little bit just to move on to the next match, but I yeah. thought it was solid. Yeah. I agree. Because even mm -hmm. Quiet Storm and Chris Devine, they've been teaming for a while at this point. Right. So they're starting mm -hmm. to gel. They're both pretty good in their own right. Um, at least good enough to hang with uh, Dragon and Modest here. Uh, towards the end, Chris Devine goes first. He goes to the top rope to hit some, something from the top rope. But Mike Modest runs up to the top rope, catches him, and hits like a bridging fisherman suplex from the top rope, but lands mm -hmm. like in the bridge, like the bridging pin looked amazing amazing yeah that was pretty fucking that, that gets them the win so they yeah. move on in the tournament and uh yeah like i said really solid match made me want more from these guys and i guess that's all you can ask for yeah yeah that's all you could really ask for yeah it was really solid match if i had to give it a dave metzler rating probably like a 3.5 oh okay well, that's what we ask for <laughs> that's what the fans that's what want I yeah, believe in us <laughs> yes yes um then it cuts to a uh a segment that happened, I guess, earlier in the day when they were getting set up. Carnage Crew, I guess they were in ECW, right? HC Loke and uh, Tony DeVito. I don't know if you familiar are with them. No, not really. Maybe they were in ECW. Maybe they were just those kind of guys that kind of just made it later in ECW that we we're just like. Oh. <laughs> the I think they were the Baldies. Does, does that ring a bell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. I heard it once, <laughs> and now it's just gospel in my head. Um, <laughs> but um, they are um, they beat the shit out of some security guards yeah, earlier in the day, because why wouldn't they? Mm, this segment was interesting, yes. They just started, yeah. like, because I think they were, like, upset that they couldn't be in the tag team tournament, if I'm correct. Yes. They couldn't be in the show or some shit. That, that's what I gathered from it. Yeah, and, like, they just started destroying these guys. Like, fuck you, motherfucker! I mean, I know that's what I do when I don't get a position, you know, in my job that I want. I just go there and just beat the shit out of people until they give it to me. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's how we. That's what we have to do in the future. In today. That is. That's how you get a vaccine. You just rip it. Rip it from people. Just break a steel chair to the office. I'm this motherfucker. I mean, 
they probably work. You probably might. You might get some other repercussions from it, but you probably get the vaccine very quickly. Yeah, there you go. That's how it works in life, you know. I think so. That we live to enlighten <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> And that's how I worked at 2002 Ring of Honor. You just come in and just beat some dudes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how it works, apparently, because the, the next match was supposed to be the Hit Squad versus the Natural Born Sinners, which oh, is... Oh, there uh, we go. Another Natural Born team. <laughs> yeah, Natural Born. And uh, that's a team of Homicide and Boogaloo, if you're not aware. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, But apparently, Carnage Crew uh, killed Natural Born Sinners like backstage before their match. So they're out, they're in the hospital and then uh, the medical hit- facility. No, sorry. Medical facility contusions Jeez. on their front brachial, uh, you know, whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck they went to the urgent care. <laughs> yes. Yes. Put some tape on it. Kiss it. Rip some dirt in it. Easy peasy. <laughs> then the, the, the hit squads coming out and then the carnage crew attacks them as well. So they, the carnage crew, boy, they're a crew. And they're creating carnage here. Killer, taking out the crew. <laughs> <laughs> so they take out both teams. So this match doesn't happen. So I guess, uh, but the carnage crew doesn't get a spot in the tournament. So I guess it's just them taking out their frustrations. But uh, I believe that plays until like future shows. I guess they have some sort of street fight or whatever. But uh, so the commentary says that uh, Dragon and Mike Modest move on. To the finals because of this, which is weird that the babyface team gets to buy and the heels don't. But maybe I'm nitpicking. Fuckers! Wow, that's not fair. <laughs> not what fair. What is this? And they still didn't win. He's assholes. God damn it! <laughs> but Fuck. uh, talk, talk to the manager. Yeah. <laughs> Karen over here. Fucking shit. <laughs> but that brings us to a semifinal match for the tag team uh, right. tournament here. Dick to go is back with Hakuna Matata versus. Christopher Daniels and Donovan Morgan, the prophecy. Um, probably as far as the tag matches go, this might have been my favorite one. Yeah, I was gonna say that this was a fucking killer match, dude. Yeah, it went from beginning to end, just nonstop. You had some great storytelling that they knew yeah. that hey, this is the tag team tournament. We really want this, et cetera, et cetera. I just a badass match, man. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So good. You have uh, Daniels doing a Cactus Jack elbow yeah. off the apron. Just just because. Just because. Yeah. He's ghost. <laughs> and then, uh, again, more barricades getting broken. In the, I guess they're trying to get new barricades. That, that's what I kind of gathered that, from this. Sign. That's the sign. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're throwing them in the dumpster. We, we, we need to move up. <laughs> we do. We do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, really good match. It, it built really well. Yeah. And uh, the ending stretch is really good. I thought there was a lot of good drama, a lot of good false finishes. Uh, yes, a lot of good false finishes. Fucking fantastic. Like, this is the match that made the false finishes, like, really important. Yes. Like, it made sense. I know right now that's, like, the biggest thing right now in modern wrestling. Like, mm-hmm. I was watching um, Kazarian versus, uh, Kazarian versus uh, Christian Cage. Yeah. The latest AEW episode. And I was like, it was a great match. It didn't have to have so many false finishes again. They could have just done a fantastic wrestling match. Go, go, go. And that's it. You know, mm-hmm. have Christian Cage just prove the point, just like that. But it's just the same thing all over in the modern wrestling product. I mean, no offense to people who love the shit right yeah. now, but this is this is a perfect example, just like any other match, like um, that just makes the false finishes, storytelling, makes mm-hmm. sense, all that good shit. Yeah. 
yeah, like I said, it, it makes sense in this match because, yeah. like, the, the example you brought up, because, like, Kazarian hit the, uh, what was it, the flux capacitor on Christian Cage yeah. and got a two count, which is, like, his super finisher. That's what I, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, Yeah, that's, like, because, like, in this match here, right, you have, it builds up, right? It and just then, starts uh, building up, right. Dick Togo hits the senton, which we just saw him win a match with that move. But he hits it, but Daniels breaks up the pin. Right, to create the false finish and he there doesn't just kick out of it mm-hmm. um and then you have daniels you know after he breaks up the pin he pulls morgan over to his corner which is such like a good like nuance to like have him yes. get tagged in mm-hmm. um daniels hits the uh, angel's wings on hadaka but hadaka kicks out mm-hmm. and then uh i think uh, the commentators were even mentioning like oh nobody kicks out of the angel's wings yeah. and he fucking kicks out <laughs> <laughs> I fucking laughed so hard at that. Telegraph that out a like, bit, yeah. yeah. There's no way possible he could kick out of like, <laughs> and he just fucking kicks out like it's Gucci. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm watching this. It's like, well, gosh darn it, he's not getting out of that one. It's the like, commentary oh, okay. told me. <laughs> oh my god. But then uh, Daniels follows it up with his his super finisher himself, the best moonsault ever, the BME. Oh, the BME. I was gonna mention that. Oh, it's just so beautiful. beautiful I miss him. Beautiful. Doing that, he, he could probably still do it he probably he has like a still few do it, man yeah he's like 50 something now yeah he has like his bump card he probably has a few places where he can like mark off uh he just saves them but uh but that that pin <laughs> is broken up yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know what the fuck is going on with scu right now so scu you don't like that yeah. fuck no the jumpsuit <laughs> the elvis jumpsuit and the I just prefer seeing the the flying Elvises with fucking Sonny Siaki. Don't spoil the rest of the show. That's the (laughs) highlight. That's the high point of the show. We can't rush into that. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying, guys, Sonny Sonny Siaki. He was a person. He was a person that we'll mention in a moment. Talk about for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you you the floor for a a couple hours. Um, yes, BME gets hit, pin gets broken up. Hidaka mm-hmm. then hits a spinning powerbomb onto Daniels, but Morgan breaks it up. So we got a lot of like big finishers getting hit, but then yeah. getting broken up from their partners. So good tag team storytelling there. Um, but towards the end, or at the end, Daniels hits the STO on Hidaka. Oh, yeah. That's another badass move he has. Yeah. Looked really, really fucking good. Really good. Um, yeah. Then Daniels pins Hidaka after this. Donovan Morgan on the outside holds holds Hidaka's feet so that Daniels is able to pin him. So the prophecy wins this match in a, a good like it was like, like a very like sports entertainment type yeah. of finish. But mm-hmm. that's kind of plays into what their faction is because they're kind of like against what Ring of Honor stands for. Exactly. So mm-hmm. a lot of what they do is like the antithesis of like the pro wrestling, all the you know the, the right. good natured wrestling. So I thought thought that was a really good uh, heel finish to this match that played into their characters. Yeah. Yeah, just oh, fantastic stuff. I love this match. I think it was yeah. one of the better tag team matches throughout this whole fucking thing. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. Great stuff. Maybe it's why they were gassed in the main event. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have their pre workout there. You know. That <laughs> yeah, was before this uh, pre workout, and then. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. <laughs> but boy, howdy! This next, you say that was the best tag match. I. It, this maybe this one was we have dunn and marcos versus prince nana and alex oh arion so 
my last Ring of Honor episode I did had Alex Arion, and I had Charlie from Get Show on, and he called him Fat Angel Garza. Which <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know if that's what you got watching Alex Arion, but that's he's not even really fat. He's just like a little thicker than Angel Garza. But in my mind, he's just he's Fat Angel Garza. So that's what his name is. Well, shit. <laughs> Did not see that coming, but let's go. Go, go, go rewatch the match. Go rewatch the match. Now that's all you'll see. Oh my God. So we have uh, Prince Nana out there, which I'm a big Nana guy. I, I, I'm, more, really? I'm more familiar more familiar with his work as a, uh, a manager in the okay. later years. <laughs> well, you question, you, you don't like him in the ring? You don't like his headgear? I didn't like it, man. I was like, ooh. It was probably because you couldn't hear him on the, the shitty ass oh, mics and his, yeah, and his African yeah, the accent. Shitty, the shitty audio that was going on. It was if you would have heard his, his his words, you would have you would have sunk into him. You you would have loved it. Probably not though. But um, <laughs> but it's funny because Nana Nana faced Loki a few months ago and he got knocked out by Loki, which is kind of his thing. So oh, Nana that's right. Got, yeah. Okay. Now I do remember him mentioning that. Yeah, that he couldn't be yeah. in this match. <laughs> but so he so I guess he still has a concussion, even though that was several months ago. Um says he has to wear headgear. So he brings right. out literally like like the Kurt <laughs> Angle 2002 like white shitty headgear, puts it on his head. And he's not even wrestling in the match. He puts on the headgear just to, <laughs> to stand on the outside and watch. <laughs> So it's supposed to be a tag team match, but now apparently it's a singles match because Nana can't compete because he's a pussy. Bitch. And then, uh, <laughs> so now he's got Fat Angel Garza versus Dunn. Uh, Fat Angel Garza wins with a big splash off the top rope. It's yeah. pretty. It was a very very short match, just maybe a minute. Um, but then after the match, Nana apparently now he's good to go because he beats the shit out of the other uh, jobber here. Yeah, hits him with a big splash in the corner. Followed by a brutal looking running hip attack, like kind of like what the Usos do mm-hmm. or like what Umaga did. And then uh, with a big elevated DDT. So Nana just shit holes this guy. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Nana goes to Fat Angel Garza and tells him to shine his shoes. But uh, <laughs> Fat Angel Garza has none of this and just super kicks the hell. Out of Prince Nana, which I so it reminds me of the Goodfellas, like bring your fucking shine box. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was his. Yeah, that, that was his. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, super kick to the head from from Fat Angel Garza. So further concussing Prince Nana, I guess. So we got a little Bob Orton hand cast here. <laughs> it was fun, I guess, for what it was. Uh, I personally didn't give a shit. <laughs> I, I prefer Nana getting toilet paper thrown at him by the fans and all that stuff. But that comes in a few years. So I guess we'll have ah, to wait for that. We got to wait for that. Yeah. But don't worry. The segment isn't over. Because oh, afterwards. I know. I know. I looked at my notes and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> more, more goodness to come. So we have Nana is lying on the mat because he's mm-hmm. concussed and all that stuff. Christopher Street Connections back because we we need more of them. We need more of them in the show. I know you're like, man, I wish that that first segment was great, but I need a little more. (laughs) Because that's what we asked for. (laughs) Yes, that's what we all asked for. So they come out. I I don't even I still don't know what their names are. Like the two main guys. 
don't even think it matters. I think they probably honestly. said it a couple of times, and I'm just like, uh, I'm just going to have another sip of my beer. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go do something else for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so they come out with the Japanese pool boy and with uh, Alice in Danger. So they got a little faction brewing here. Alice in Danger. Stripper news. <laughs> <laughs> so Nana's on the mat, laying on his back. Uh, um, they both, both the connection guys, kiss Nana on the forehead. Because gay people oh, are all all attracted to the same sex. That's how it works, Apparently. right? Apparently, yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, that's what I do all the time before I was, uh, you know, before I was taken. I just right, go yes. up to like random chicks and just fucking kiss them. <laughs> that, that that that's an epidemic there. You just got a bunch of gay people just kissing everybody, and it's because we're just can't get anything to, done. Yeah, just we're just attracted to the same sex, just like <laughs> how dare you to everybody of the same sex, right? Everybody that's how it works. The same sex, yeah. That works. <laughs> <laughs> but Nana getting kissed on the forehead wakes up like he just smelled smelling salts and just sprints out of the ring like he just saw his mother get killed. Like <laughs> hates it. Hates it. And then um and then you're like, man, that sounds like a good end to that segment. But nope. <laughs> we Here we got go. More <laughs> There's more shit to this. Oh my god. The fans were not even like they had they had their criticism. <laughs> they did. They had they some did. some some words for them. They had some words. Uh, <laughs> and it's not friend. So the two connection guys start making out in the middle of the ring because they're, they're engaged. <laughs> they're engaged because they're gay. That's oh how it God. works. So as they're making out in the middle of the ring, we get a appearance from mickey james <laughs> well like what the hell why the fuck would she come out for this <laughs> but sure. who who would have thought the career she would go on to have after oh, appearing oh in this God. segment <laughs> hey that was a very good feud don't get me wrong man <laughs> yeah yeah that that worked compared to this right. <laughs> yes it did compared to this for sure so uh alexis Lurie, which is like is that her real name it might be maybe not but that's maybe. what they're calling her um she comes out to the ring and gives one of them a low blow and then uh hits a spinning ddt from the top rope onto the japanese pool boy yeah that was, that was solid really good looking yeah um Kind of like a precursor to what her finisher would be in WWE, I guess. Right. But I guess they didn't want yeah. her doing it from the top rope to like outshine everybody. <laughs> very true, very true. Um, but yeah, so we have the Japanese pool boy. I know when I think of Ring of Honor, I think of the Japanese pool boy and Mickey James fighting. I don't know about you, but that's what I think of immediately. Sure. Yeah, Japanese pool boy. Why is he called the Japanese pool boy? Well, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and guess. I'm gonna. I, th I think he's a pool boy, but also. He's Japanese. So oh, okay. <laughs> I think I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Okay. Um <laughs> so easy transition into this next match. <laughs> the Ring of Honor title is on the line. Oh the fuck. champion, low key versus fuck that guy. <laughs> Xavier. Not a big low key fan. Not a big low key fan. What I, I never was a low key fan, to be quite honest with you. I always thought he was such a douchebag. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Great wrestler. I mean, don't get me wrong, but he's just such a dildo. Like, yeah. Fucking. <laughs> and it's and this is even before the whole maskless crap, like uh, that revolution that some of these wrestlers are going through right now, and mm -hmm. whatever's going on. <laughs> but 
I just saw Loki was just such a fucking dildo. It sucks that he's a great wrestler, but mm-hmm. fucking hell, what a drama queen that guy is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's definitely notorious for that. I mean, it's I'm surprised he even got to WWE, even for the cup of coffee that he was oh, there for. Yeah, with that NXT run. Uh that he being was managed. like Yeah. Yeah, he was he was being managed. I forgot who he was managed for. Lay cool. Oh, for real? Michelle McCool and Layla. Oh, I he was like their little boy toy. It was that's I, it's right. a good thing you forgot about it. <laughs> that is right. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah, he was only there for like a cup of coffee, and I think he was released because he was a dildo, just like what happened that with sounds Austin about Aries. Right. Yeah, just what happened with Austin Aries. And I remember like a lot of people were like, oh man, Austin Aries didn't get a fair shot. You know, he was never pushed, and this is a bit. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, he was just probably released because he's a piece of shit. And that's, <laughs> that's what exactly fucking happened. And then it kind of just proved that later in his years when he came back to uh, TNA or oh. slash Impact. Oh, when he, uh, that, that's what I think about when I think of Austin Aries is him no selling the, uh, the, the starship pain at the end of Bound for Glory and so just walking out. Shit, man. And like, he come was like, on, also man. a piece of shit too in Ring of Honor. Like he was always a fucking piece of shit. It was, I wasn't aware because I was watching during the time where he was kind of prevalent there. And mm-hmm. I, I believe it for sure. I mean, yeah. just look at it. He looks like a guy that'd be an asshole. So yeah. I have no problem believing that. He's a, he's a short guy, so he has a temper. So I get it. Oh, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe that's Loki's problem too, right? Austin Aries. He's an Aries. So apparently we're, mm. we have a bad temper. So in these signs. So, Is that what they know. tell you? <laughs> well, low-key probably is too huh so probably <laughs> we, yeah <laughs> so this was like so what do you know about xavier or like i guess before watching this show what did you know about xavier jack shit i was trying to figure out what the who the fuck why the fuck this this guy because he looked fucking green he was just green all over the place yeah poor fucking yeah. guy dude he was given a title shot with low-key and he just looked like a mess a fucking green as shit it and was I have like, no idea before his stuff. Yeah, no idea. So there's like, there's a few things. So I knew Xavier. I knew he was a, a Ring of Honor champion at some point. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how he won. I didn't know who he beat, when he when he beat them, or anything about that. I try to like mm-hmm. stay in the dark about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, I always assumed, because at, at this point, he had been kind of a uh, like a plucky underdog, baby face kind of guy. Right. Mm-hmm. So I thought he would have like a culminating build to like a title win, like a heroic title win over somebody. And I thought Loki would have a long title run in the beginning as well. But not to spoil the ending, that's <laughs> not, none of that. None of that happens. None of that Basically, happens. So I, yeah. I was very caught off guard by all of this. I thought this was just going to be like their first meetup and then they'll, they would fight again. Mm-hmm. in the future but a lot of a lot of shenanigans happened here right Ooh, my um, phone is like ringing right now like who the fuck is calling give me that vaccine stick it in me it's actually um, my work phone so yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you need to pause by, by, by the way at any point, okay. we, can. we could I, I could call them back yeah <laughs> okay. it's probably we, somebody uh asking a couple of questions or something like that so if they if they <laughs> ask any questions say you were busy talking about xavier from 2002 and they'll understand yeah, there you go <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's not that ma- i treat my patients bad it's just that it's, it's i'm off <laughs> xavier is more important no i get it i get it <laughs> don't need like, to justify it to me for like one day <laughs> one goddamn second let me some goddamn peace and quiet please jesus christ 
But uh, so this match is kind of thrown in the middle, which I thought was kind of weird. But it also was like exactly in the middle. So I guess there was like an intermission after this. So it seemed like the main event of the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, so this match gets underway and the commentary makes note that Loki injured his ankle in Japan. So I'm assuming that's a real injury. I don't know why they bring it up otherwise. Um, oh, true. Yeah. And having that context, like it did seem like he wasn't like 100 percent going because he was still looking good but there were like certain things that he just wasn't doing he wasn't like doing all the handspring stuff he would generally do that's very true yeah he looked a little bit more what it's not the low key that we're used to seeing and i yeah. think he uh he was also doing tna stuff at this time too if i'm correct yeah i think so yeah, yeah. i think so so he was working a lot during this time so i'm not surprised that he managed to get himself injured yeah <laughs> and um you know in the beginning they're just it's literally a lot of this match is xavier hitting low-key kind of hard but then low-key just obliterating <laughs> xavier oh my like, god yeah he dude, really fucking smacked him laid around it in. Like, yeah laid it into this fucking guy because and that's the thing about loki he's another guy that works stiff as fuck mm-hmm. stiff as fuck yeah for sure because like xavier would hit a chop and it'd be like but then low-key would hit a chop and it'd be like <laughs> like just yeah man smashing them punish that fucker yeah and you know the ankle kind of came into play like in certain things right Mm -hmm. but like xavier there was no like i feel like xavier should have done more offense towards the ankle like i Um, said yeah xavier looked fucking green he was i think it was being green plus like having to work around loki's injury i think all kind Mm -hmm. of made it kind of clumsy in some spots Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think he even botched like a move. There, there was like a tilt a whirl, tilt a whirl slam, yeah, something like that. And the fans were like, "You fucked up." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like that. Plus, it's so hot, and you can see how much these guys are sweating. Oh yeah, like you got to think the ropes and the mat are wet as hell at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both gassed. Uh, you see the fans fanning themselves in the mm-hmm. background. It looks like a, a miserable, miserable time. Um, the and there was like one the AC man shit. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like Loki goes to the top rope and normally you'd see him hit like a phoenix splash or like a double stomp but those moves would be like contingent on you like landing on your ankles mm-hmm. and it'd probably be too much so he hit like a just an elbow drop which seemed out of place from Loki but that that was like what let me know always oh, he is probably injured so he's probably doing moves to like mitigate that I guess mm-hmm. um but towards the end of the match, Daniels comes out, Christopher Daniels, and uh, to dis- distract Loki because they were um, two of the guys. So Loki won the Ring of Honor title mm-hmm. in a, uh, a four-person Iron Man match, which is basically like a point system match. And Daniels came second in that match, so he like barely lost. So they have an issue there brewing. Loki gets out of the ring because he sees Daniels. He starts to stalk Daniels down like towards the back. But then Xavier comes behind Loki and gives him a chop block, which is like, man, that's kind of uh, a dirty move coming from Xavier. But then, uh, (laughs) damn it, motherfucker. Motherfucker. And (laughs) so they had this like concrete slab with like a metal pole coming out of it. I don't know what it's for because it's for damn sure not there to keep the barricades Uh, up. Dude, (laughs) this part cracked me the fuck up, man. Because I was trying to understand the physics with that. Explain it to me. Okay. 
So uh, Xavier comes out with what a steel chair, and because the, th- mm. the 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 block, the gate. I don't know. I don't forgot what the fuck that shit was called. And I know the commentators were mentioning it. So it's a mm-hmm. top of Loki, right? And Xavier comes out with a steel chair, right? And he just mm-hmm. boink on the pipe. And then all of a sudden, he's bleeding from his mouth. And I was like, <laughs> so the whole time this guy has this block on him, squeezing mm-hmm. his ribs, he doesn't bleed out a little bit there. It has to be the boink of the chair. I was trying to it's, understand that. So, <laughs> well, Xavier he's a strong fella, so he's just he drove it through his chest. Well, I guess that's how it works. Because <laughs> yeah, like you said, it's like a concrete. Th- it's probably like a. It's not that big. It's like a foot by a foot at the most, but yeah. it's flat on the bottom. Right. The flat part is on Loki's chest, and it has a metal pole. It I. I, were they trying to allude that the pole was going through the slab? Maybe were I don't we gonna know. Were going to witness a murder? Like, did Loki get stabbed? Maybe that's what we missed. Maybe that's what we missed. But yeah, it's it, Xavier, like you said, hits the pole that's on top of the slab with a chair, which I can't imagine put any more pressure on it. Like, it was all very silly. Um, was, yeah, I was just like, what the. F- but uh and i guess loki had internal injuries i guess that's what they were going for so he's bleeding from the mouth he uh he crawls back to the ring like a like a little girl in a horror movie just like crawling (laughs) just you know fingernails into the into the ground just trying to get back in there so loki or uh xavier basically at this point has turned heel and it seems like he's aligned with daniels and the prophecy so Loki eventually crawls his way back into the ring, which I thought was a good touch. Like, yeah, yeah he saw the very well. Yeah, because it's not like Xavier just threw him back in there. He made him like work to get back in there. Uh, Xavier, then uh, he's flipping off the crowd while he's waiting for Loki to get back in there, which I thought was nice because I was like, is he a heel? And then I was like, okay, yeah, he's probably Okay, the middle finger was like, yeah, he's official. That, that, that's <laughs> a good signal. Um, there's you sold out. Ch- the, the crowd was kind of, it had a weird reaction to it, though. It was like, yeah, it, they were. They looked like they were kind of questioning what the fuck happened. It's like they were trying to play into it, but weren't really convinced. Exactly. Yeah. Again, Xavier, green as hell. Javier, green as hell. Javier. <laughs> <laughs> He's a handsome fellow, though. Can't take handsome that from him. Yeah, yeah. What happened to him, uh, though? Like, did he? Uh, he actually to... he just passed away like a few months ago. Seriously? Yeah. He did. I think it was over the summer, I believe. I don't know oh. if anything. I don't know what happened because he was still he was in his 40s so who wow. knows that's fucking insane yeah super sad but yeah but as far as like him and wrestling i don't think he really did much yeah. after this this even though he's he wins the champ but we'll get to, um so xavier once loki gets back in the ring finally xavier hits a 450 splash for the pin xavier wins the ring of honor title by turning heel and joining the prophecy, which is like I said, this is like completely the opposite of what I expected or how I expected he would win the title because I knew he won the title at some point. That's really all I knew of him. I knew he was the second ever Ring of Honor champion, but this right. is not how I imagined it happening. But you know, it was a good. I, I like what they were going for as far as like a storyline here. They have like a heel faction taken over. I get it. Yeah. But as far like you said, Xavier Green as hell. I don't know if he was the guy to take that ball. Yeah. And run with it. They should have just gone with somebody else. But Daniels. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Have Xavier and um, Donovan Morgan team up and win the tag titles, maybe? Maybe, yeah. But this match, uh, dude, um, was not a big fan of, I'll be honest with you. It was very... No. Uh, yeah. Just, Especially with Loki, because you know, he is an asshole, but he always has good matches. He always has good matches, yeah. We have, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. again, Loki, dildo as fuck, but <laughs> great wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is so, that, <laughs> that's what would be on his gravestone. Dildo, dildo as fuck. fuck. <laughs> great wrestler. <laughs> and it's dildo as fuck and not in a good way either. So. Not, not in a good way. <laughs> not in a good way. But I'll tell you what's dildo as fuck in a good way. This next match. Takao Amori versus the flying Elvis, Sonny Siaki. That's what I'm talking <laughs> Yo, man, poor Sonny Siaki, dude. Fucking el pobre, bro. Because Sonny Siaki was, I thought he was super talented, in my opinion. Even with the, yeah. the flying Elvises. And I don't know what happened. What happened with Sonny Siaki? They just dropped the ball on this guy. From what I've mm-hmm. heard, what I've read was that I think when Vince, yeah, Vince Russo was, I think, was a head writer or a creative or whatever the fuck. And he wanted Sonny Siaki to be kind of like, to mimic The Rock in some kind of way, because he was built like him. Right, yeah, yeah. And, um, but Sonny Siaki said no. He didn't want that. And I, you know, I respect that, man. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, because uh, I know something similar happened in WCW. I don't know if you remember, but uh, Juventud Guerrera or The Juice, mm-hmm. they wrote him as to be like the rock try to mimic the rock and all that stuff like do you smell what the juice is cooking or some shit like that right. i don't know he had some yes. kind of catchphrase but he did but sunny siaki didn't want to do that and i think that's where he lost kind of all the credibility that he had and it fucking sucks because i thought he had such a great look to that guy he was fucking mm-hmm. jacked as hell uh good looking dude um was extremely talented in the ring and he uh, was also really solid on the mic too. So he had all c- the criteria mm-hmm. of being a, you know, a wrestler, a superstar, or whatever. And it just yeah. kind of just died. Like, sucks. <laughs> it was interesting, yeah. Because here he's like he has this goofy gimmick, obviously. Yeah. But then he goes to TNA, which I'm watching now from like 2005, and mm-hmm. he's Sunny Siaki's there, and he's yeah. he's not Elvis. He's just Sunny Siaki. Right. But um. That's also the problem. He's just Sonny Siaki. Siaki. <laughs> he, yeah. he doesn't have a character, really. He's just another guy there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's there. I guess he's like kind of X Division. Not really X Division, but there's just a lot of guys there. Mm-hmm. And he kind of got lost in the shuffle. I don't think he lasted in TNA too, too long. Yeah, he he completely disappeared, I believe, after 05. And fun fact, he was actually an X Division champion. I forgot who he wanted from. but Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I think he won it sometime in 2003. It, I think it was during in the Asylum years when the Exhibition mm. was pretty, pretty new. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, after 05, he was just gone. Kind of like what happened with Trinity. Another, I, my opinion, she was underrated too, super talented, and just gone mm-hmm. from the scene overall. I, I mean, I know yeah. that Sonny Siaki later on, I think he just eventually retired. I mean, that was it. Right. Yeah, yeah. like you said, it seems like the guy that has that look that mm-hmm. companies would strive to have, but for whatever reason um but then you speak about not really making a mark how about do you know anything about taco amori fuck no (laughs) 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 gotta be frank with y'all dude like it's like who the fuck who the fuck is this bitch got no wrestling i 
<laughs> well, this match, so it's Sonny Siaki comes out dressed as Elvis, and you have Takao Amori coming out wearing a, a karate gi. So it's literally like two guys. It's like the Spider-Man meme where they're like looking at each other because they both look the same. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, who has the better white outfit was this match, basically. I think they do talk about Taka a little bit. I think he was like from Pro Wrestling Nowhere or some shit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's the extent of my knowledge now. <laughs> but I guess, um, you know, this felt the match. I mean, it was what it felt like a dark match. Like it, it yeah, it was been. a filler match. It was the filler match yeah. before the uh, what should have been the main event, in my opinion. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which yeah, was like, so. the street fight. Yeah. This uh, a lot of chin locks. In this match, yeah. long, long. It seemed like Amori was like, because he, he had wrestled in Japan, it almost seemed like he was just learning the American style. Right. So he was like still working out the kinks. That's kind of what I got from this match. Yeah. So I think commentary even mentioned he'd been like bouncing around. He's like, he was doing a tour mm-hmm. of America. So I guess That's it was just right, another, yeah. another more exposure for him, I guess. Um, and Sunny Siaki, you know, flying Elvis. He didn't really yeah, get much, they, much offense in this match yeah, at all, honestly. Was- <laughs> They did mention that he was in TNA, so they kind of felt like, oh, it's a big star. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had the same gimmick and fucking TNA, so Rizmo, right. I guess, probably fucking liked it. So. <laughs> you might as well, yeah. Uh, Siaki kind of fires up towards the end, but he just gets cut off by Amori, and then Amori hits the dead eye onto Sunny Siaki for the win. Like I said, just a lot of rest holds. It felt like a filler match to me. Yeah, super filler match, bathroom break, buy your merch. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. That's what I do sometimes when there's like a fucking boring match at an indie show. I'm just like, hey, I'm gonna right. just take advantage of getting another view or whatever. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess every show needs that. Every show yeah. needs that. <laughs> um, but man, after this, we get a segment in the ring. CM Punk. Oh my god. Looking like Fred Durst in this bitch. Looking like Fred Durst. Yo, Ooh, give me something man. to break, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Let me tell you something. I yeah. feel like this segment, like if CM Punk looked back to this segment, because he makes his debut mm-hmm. in Ring of Honor, and he probably was like regretting this shit, because especially throughout the years after WWE on how much he just fucking oh, yeah. hates wrestling. <laughs> right. God, man. I, mean, I guess at a point he loved wrestling, but yeah. Man. T- time will do crazy things to you. Um, Another dildo, too. CM Punk is. <laughs> <laughs> He's a smaller dildo. He's like an He's Asian a, dildo. Yeah, Loki is like a big black dildo. CM Punk's like a Takao Mori dildo. Yeah, it's like he's like a keychain dildo. You just there. take it with you. So, you know what? I'm not, I'm not gonna ask. I'm not gonna ask. Um. Do those exist? I don't know. She was waiting for you to bring it up. Glows in the dark. Probably. Um. <laughs> he, yeah, basically, like you said, he, he's cutting a promo on how much he loves wrestling, how he appreciates how Ring of Honor appreciates real wrestling as a sport, mm. not a sports <laughs> entertainer. Oh, man. Wow. Who, in hindsight, <laughs> goes on to be very sports entertainment in the future. But uh, at this point, super well known, even in Philly, because. Yeah, uh, yeah he was already he, making his name already in the Indies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And even in terms of mic work, like this is still very early in his career, but he was already like on a completely different level than everybody else on this show. Yeah. So good. 
It's like so, so smooth on the mic, so like convincing in everything he says. Like right. he literally, the crowd is so into him. He literally keeps keeps telling them to like, hey, hold on one second. Hold like the crowd loves yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was a big CM Punk fan. I'll be honest yeah. with you. Like uh, he was actually one of the reasons why I got into Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met him a couple of years ago at WrestleMania Access. Fucking dildo. <laughs> <laughs> what was that interaction like? Yeah, dude, he just seemed like he just didn't give a shit like to be there. Like, hey, yeah. you want me to buy you a fucking Pepsi, bro? Like, spent a hundred and like thirty bucks to meet you, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, so but just like, it, yeah, yeah. Like overall, I it was. I've heard from other fans that he's just kind of like that too. Like he's just. Oh, okay. So at least it's not just you. So it's not, yeah, it's not just me. Like you just either get him on a good day or you get him on a bad day. So I guess we, we got yeah. him on a bad day. So. Man. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so he calls himself the best in the Midwest here. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> which prompts another Midwestern making his debut, Colt Cabana. Oh, damn. Man, I was. A couple of years down the road, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll they'll be jarring back and forth against each other. No, basically what happened was decades. if you ain't talking money, I don't want to talk, dude. And that's what <laughs> that's oh. from my understanding of as to what happened. Money money's more important than friendship, I guess. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Jesus. <laughs> but uh yeah, so Colt Cabana and CM Punk both debut here, which I didn't realize there was they debuted so early. But I was yeah. definitely happy to see I popped hard because like I said, I didn't look into the card or anything that happened. Mm-hmm on the show. So I popped hard for both these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess Colt challenges CM Punk for a match, I guess in the November show. Yeah. Um, so that'll be awesome. Cause yeah, CM Punk like you, he's one of the reasons that got me into ring of honor as well. His matches with Samoa Joe mm-hmm. were insane. Oh, I think he so even, good. He had a so feud good. with Raven too. in ring he of had, honor. Yeah, I was going to mention that he had a feud with Raven. That was badass too. Yeah. And I think they also kind of, collaborated with that same thing in tna back when mm. cm punk did some shit like that because i know he had yes. a whole flock there but oh man great fucking stuff i loved his feud with raven i thought it was yeah i'm a big raven guy so that was the shits for me like in a good way yeah the shits. great chemistry between those <laughs> guys for sure wow um so yeah awesome to see punk and cabana here um but then that transitions to a backstage promo with jay briscoe Oh, so gracious, I, I've ragged on a lot of these a lot of these promos from Ring of Honor, especially in their early days. But this mm-hmm. one from Jay Briscoe was pretty pretty damn good. Uh, I've like, always said this, like I always thought Jay Briscoe was the better brother. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, at least yeah. I've oh what a talented guy, bro. <laughs> Dude, he's like very like articulate, like almost yeah. out of place articulate, and a really great promo here from Jay mm-hmm. Briscoe saying that um. He's frustrated because he's pretty much lost. I think he, no, I think every single match, maybe except like one, he's lost so right. far in Ring of Honor. He's mm-hmm. been doing nothing but losing. Um, he wrestled his brother in Boston uh, a month ago and he lost to him. Mm-hmm. And he can't fight Mark in Philly until Mark is eight, because Mark is 17 at this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Mark doesn't turn 18 for another like three months after this. Mm-hmm. So he's frustrated that he can't get back at Mark. He's frustrated about losing. So now he's out here. He has a sick line. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave the cat. Leave the cat. Well, she's, she's part of the conversation. Oh, there, yeah. there she goes. There. Let's just continue. Let's, let's, let's get a cat asshole here. We just talked about that, Fred that, Durst. Let's get that Derek. starfish. <laughs> 
Thank you, Lulu. I appreciate your assistance in this case. I, I close my door because my cat literally will get up here and like start chewing on my microphone. Oh, for real? <laughs> so like, Lulu, my cat, can't she do just, that. Cause she gets curious. Yeah, gets understandable. Curious. Understandable. <laughs> but um, that this is going to be on the <laughs> <laughs> no, this will be the the initial like thing. <laughs> just a picture of its asshole. Let, let's just let, let, okay, okay, all right. She's just there. <laughs> I spend most of my days here are spent just watching my cats do things. So I completely understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's there. You go. All right, let's continue. Anyway, <laughs> Jay Briscoe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but yeah, good promo made me really hyped for his match here against amazing red oh man this was a good match man what a fucking Dude. badass match too yeah this might have been other than the street fight it's hard to compare this against the street fight but this is probably definitely like top two or three favorite matches of this show yes there are a ton of matches so that, that says a lot amazing red dude oh man that guy awesome spot man i love amazing red. Not, not amazing you wouldn't call him amazing super amazing yeah he's super <laughs> amazing he's amazing red <laughs> I, I keep trying to stop myself from saying that, but it, it's true. He <laughs> oh is. my god! I I remember, uh, you know, because he was also part of the X Division in DNA, and yeah. uh, he, back in those days when TNA was really kind of putting their name out there, because uh, mm -hmm. they they already had their like TV deal around oh four oh five, yeah. And I remember a lot of like the haters um, were like, "Ah, oh, Amazing Red is like, you know, Hollywood or like too big." No, well, they amazing red. The fans were comparing them like he was like the Rey Mysterio for TNA. That's what I heard. Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, oh, he's just like a ripoff of Rey Mysterio. Just because he does flips. Just because he does flips, I was like, what? Like, <laughs> does that really what your gist is? Like, is amazing red even? Uh, is he Hispanic? He's Puerto Rican. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. For some reason, I just assumed he was a white guy, but I guess you learn something well, new every day. There's a lot of Hispanics that look white, so <laughs> you got to come to Miami more often. Okay, you know, I'm yeah. good. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, really. So this is actually the, the first ever Ring of Honor match was Jay Briscoe versus Amazing Red. So this right. is a uh, a rematch of that match. And uh, before, because Jay makes his entrance before Red comes out, Mark Briscoe meets up with them backstage and offers to manage him. And Mark is like, you know, I know Jay better than anybody. I, I'll give you a guaranteed win. Because uh, Mark and Jay are still at odds at this point. And um, which is funny considering they go on to be like the best tag team, one of the best tag teams of all time. Dude, for real. And it's crazy. They never signed another deal anywhere else. They've always, they no. were still Ring going. Water OGs. Yeah. Still yeah, going. Water OGs. But uh, so Mark offers to manage Red. Red responds by super kicking him in the face. And then he just walks out mm -hmm. and then uh, <laughs> it never really factored into the match either. It kind of, I thought Mark was going to come out and attack somebody, but no, um, they just went with it. Yeah. So really, again, really great, like chain wrestling sequences in the beginning crowds, really, even this deep into the show, the crowd is still hot for that kind of stuff, which yes. speaks a lot um, to the Philly crowd to like what fans want from wrestling at this time period. They love that shit. They really do, yeah. They love this action-packed pro-wrestling mm -hmm. stuff. Pro-wrestling. Pro-wrestling. Uh, really good match here. And towards the end, uh, Amazing Red, this this like ending stretch was like the most hype shit on this show. 
So Amazing Red hits the code red from the top rope, followed by a running shooting star from the Mm -hmm. ground for a two count. Then Red goes for a second code red, but Jay counters it into like, he like just does it like the opposite direction based. I don't know how to explain it. Like a wheelbarrow, like flip over his head. Red lands right on his head. Jay then follows it up with a huge power bomb and then a ginormous Jay driller for the win. So really awesome sequence there for the finish. Yeah, The whole match was action packed, dude. That was nonstop. Nonstop. It was fun. So fucking fun. fun. Yeah. Another match that I really enjoyed on this paper. This is like the kind of stuff that like, because like when I think of Ring of Honor, I don't really think of 2002 Ring of Honor. But this Ooh. like match kind of had those spurts of stuff that I remember from like the glory days of right. Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just gets me so excited to get back into that again. But uh, yeah, awesome match by Briscoe and Red there. Um, but then after the match, so Amazing Red is still in the ring. He's getting a standing ovation mm-hmm. from the crowd because of this awesome match. But then we get a run in from Special K. That uh, it's a faction comprised of Dixie, Elax, and uh, oh my, Brian XL. You familiar with this faction at all? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I think that they stick around for a while. I think they even do some stuff in TNA, like during the Asylum years. I could be wrong on that. But, I probably um, like went and got another beer or something like that during this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, match over, fantastic. <laughs> you didn't miss much because um, special K comes out. Um, they try to beat up amazing red, but SAT comes back to make the save. Okay. I did catch that part. Yeah. Cause did you get ca- yeah, the, the sick like double team? Yeah. So one of the Maximos did this crazy move where he had one of the, I think it was, uh, he had Dixie on his back mm-hmm. or on his shoulders, climbed to the second rope and then, jumped off and hit a leg drop onto Elax. So he hit like a leg drop while also hitting the shock treatment on the other guys. So that looked pretty sick. Bananas, yeah. Um, and then they finally SAT, they give the people what they want with a double Spanish fly yep. onto Elax. So the crowd can go home happy now at this point. No, well, not yet, I guess, because we still well, got what, two more matches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but then some, some random ass black dude climbs the barricade. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> what, what the hell is this? He just gets in there. Like the commentators, like are like, is this a fan fest or some <laughs> shit? To is this a fan fest? <laughs> well, that's funny because the, during the entire show, because the show's called unscripted, right? Right. So they're trying to put over how oh those things will happen that we didn't even plan. It's like like impromptu matches, like with Nunzio and mm-hmm. Mama Luke and people making debuts and stuff. Like, oh, we didn't even know that. That's all that shit, right? Like the best part about it, he just comes in, does whatever he has to do, and then he just goes back into the crowd and just stands there like this. Has sunglasses on. And the fan is just like looking at him, like, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> the fuck? I thought it was funny though that the commentary knew the name of his finisher right the bo- the body bag but they didn't know who well, he was the, the guy was <laughs> some fan i know his finishing move but i, I think he's just a fan that interfered what the who fuck knows? is this a fan fest <laughs> 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 oh it's so fun 
so fun. So who knows? I don't know who this guy is. He did appear in one of the past shows. He was described as a big Rastafarian looking fella. Um, doesn't have a name. Maybe it's almost could be almost. Could, uh, <laughs> <laughs> could be. But that leads us in to perhaps the match of the night, a street fight between Michael Shane and Paul London. Oof. So my Michael Shane is a guy that I only know him a little bit from TNA. Right. I only know he's he's kind of like a background guy in TNA. He I mm-hmm. think he teamed with uh, Kazarian at some point. Right. Um, yeah. But here in Ring of Honor, he's really showing out. Yeah, he so, is like a star here, and yeah. he pretty much proves it. Yeah, sucks how like they didn't see that when he was in TNA. Right. Yeah, yeah. he definitely sets himself apart because he's he. There's a lot of guys here that feel indie, for lack right. of a better term, mm-hmm. but he feels like a guy that could be like on a big stage, like in a right. main event exactly. somewhere. Yeah, that's how and I felt I, here I in this match. Yeah, apparently, I thought isn't he like Shawn Michaels' cousin or some shit like that? Yes, uh, he's. That? I always forget if he's his cousin or if he's his nephew. Let's say cousin. Yeah, it, I think we'll go and say yeah, cousin. Yeah, it's between one of those things. Yeah, he's related somehow. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense. So him and London both were trained. In Shawn Michaels school in Texas. Right. So a lot of the first couple shows were based around these TWA guys coming in and trying to get contracts with Ring of Honor. And at a previous show, Michael Shane won a tag team match to win a contract. And he beat Paul London or he beat a team that had Paul London on it. So Paul right. London was pissed that he didn't get the contract and Michael Shane got it. Um, but then they had a rematch at the show after that where Michael Shane got a cheap win. He was like playing possum and just rolled him up like one of those deals. Mm -hmm. So they got a little feud going there um, that has spanned several shows. So this seems, at least it seems like a blow off. I don't know if it's the blow off, but it it fucking better be. How do you top this? Um, Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. But man, there's so many crazy spots in this match. I mean, more barricade destruction. Oh my God. (laughs) The few ones that are still up. They, They were using the same barricade a little bit there just that same little spot just throwing each other <laughs> i wonder if there was like a fan sitting there that was annoying everybody and they were just like hey toss these bodies into that guy <laughs> toss those fucking bodies there but then we see uh ladders get involved we see tables get involved which is a very new thing for ring of honor at this point because we haven't really seen that right um chairs tlc all of it all of it yeah both guys are busted open like from the get-go um, Michael Shane is the one that pulls out the ladder, which is like we just saw Shawn Michaels pull out the ladder for the cruiserweight match at Takeover. Um, oh, we see right. uh, yeah. you know Shawn Michaels obviously in the first ever ladder, one of the the first televised ladder match in WWF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of I guess a callback to his uh, his lineage a little bit. Um, there's one spot where Paul London he's, he comes off the top rope, and it's like he like slipped on a banana peel. On the top, oh. he like. Do you remember that? I don't know what happened there. It just looks like. I mean, maybe the fucking ropes turnbuckle was just, especially how hot that fucking place is at that time. Yeah, he just probably just fucking. I couldn't tell if it was like a slip or if it was like a miscommunication. Like he was gonna like hit up power like a hurricane rana on. The, it, it was probably more of a slip though. I think probably yeah. It 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 looked pretty shitty, but I'm glad. He was okay. He's alive, yeah. So, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> that was just in the beginning. There was a lot more to come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
there's uh you know, van terminators into ladders um <laughs> one spot that cracked me up was where paul london was down on the ground in the, in the ring michael shane just sets up the ladder and then just lets it fall on the, on the ladder. <laughs> it's like such a dick thing to do yeah. like but, uh, man dude that looked like that shit fucking hurt dude like, it didn't look like it felt good no yeah yeah and, and <laughs> i also think like, even him, yeah. the, the the commentators even mentioned something about that i don't remember what they said but it's like it's always like mm-hmm. a shitty fucking thing to do right like a very <laughs> arrogant and just an yeah. asshole thing to do um the table set out outside Paul London ends up hitting like a, a head scissors from the inside of the ring to the outside of the ring yeah, onto Michael up. Shane, yeah. mm-hmm. tossing it. Up. Yeah, the way he like Smooth. just all the time. It, yeah, yeah. Just Table great. exploded. Paul is fucking great. Fucking He's great. the best. He's yeah. the best. Um, and to further prove that, he hits the spot where a, a ladder is set up in the corner up against it. He runs up the ladder rungs, does a f- jumping flip to the outside onto yeah. Michael Shane. That's almost a spot that's like commonplace now. I think the first right. time I saw it was Shelton Benjamin doing it at WrestleMania. Right, right, right. Yeah. It was pretty much that spot, but in the corner to the outside. Right. But in 2002, that wasn't the thing you saw all the time. Yeah, so yeah, that was, that was very like, impressive. Yeah, that wasn't normal. Yeah, like not normal, but like basically it was different. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So crowd is hyped for that. I mean, Dude, just going nuts. Dude, fucking bananas. Yeah fucking bananas i was so happy that this is awesome wasn't a thing back then so right they were really fucking like into this yeah yeah and uh a ladder is set up in the ring another one paul london does the spot that like the jeff hardy spot where he like jumps over the ladder um it hits a goes for her and canrana but gets power bombed by that was badass oof that looked good super good I can't imagine what that'd be like to take, but uh, sold it like a champ. <laughs> yeah, Holy but shit. only a two count somehow. Only a two count, right, only yeah. a two count, and then uh, Michael Shane hits what I guess is his finisher, the picture perfect elbow. Yes. from the top rope, but only for Shade, a two count. Shades of a uh, of his uncle or cousin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dad, you no know, sister, whatever it is. Maybe. <laughs> um, but this ladder that they're using is is beat up you know it's they it's not a wwe like super enforced ladder it's something they, got, they probably yeah, just got they got it at the clearance section uh, yeah not home even depot. home depot yeah <laughs> <laughs> like just the local store outside <laughs> the mom and pop store over there yeah <laughs> <laughs> so they set up this ladder and they're both trying to climb it but it's all like rickety and shit yeah. um paul london climbs it but michael shane cuts him off and knocks him down off the ladder Michael Shane hits another picture perfect elbow from mm-hmm. from halfway up the ladder. It was still, for all intents and purposes, it was like the same height as the top rope would have been, but looked impressive. Looked, looked impressive. Yeah. But another two count. And then um, Shane starts to climb the ladder again. Mm-hmm. But I love this spot. Paul London hits a springboard Pele kick onto oh, Michael yeah. Shane, knocking him, from, jumps off the ropes, flips kicks michael shane off the line like the timing and the precision of that is really cool yeah next level dude it's like crazy yeah paul was just a unique dude like when he came to yeah. wrestling he just had some innovative moves going on <laughs> yeah he was over like right away with the crowd because he's still yes. you know i mean they're yeah. still in the early days so it's like everybody's mm-hmm. still kind of new but like crowd right. loved him from day one i mean even when in his wwe days uh even yeah. with spanky or as a singles uh, singles guy for the cruiserweight, yeah. he was really over. Yeah, people really liked Paul London. 
Yeah, he was yeah. a phenomenal talent. Exactly. Yeah, because he came in and he immediately was in a feud with Billy Kidman. Right. Like they had a singles mm-hmm. feud on a pay per view. Like immediately, like that speaks to how how great he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and those matches are great. Yeah. Love those matches. Yeah, Paul, love those uh, matches. Billy Kidman, man. Another guy came from WCW. Yeah. I always thought he was phenomenal. So happy to see he, him. In he WWE held that. Too. He held down that cruiserweight division like in the early two thousands. Yeah. For mm-hmm. WWE, I always yeah. I love that era. Yeah, that was um, a really good era for the cruiserweights. You got Tajiri, you got Billy Kidman, Jamie uh, Noble, Jamie Noble, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, Fuck dude, Hurricane, uh, uh, Jimmy Wang Yang, all of Jimmy it. Jimmy Wang Yang, he came later Chavo, on. Yeah. Chavo Classic. Chavo yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, <laughs> a stuff. lot of you know a lot of people shit on WWE and stuff like that, but they had a great cruiserweight division at that time. Like, I thought it was some great shit. I mean, towards the end of that, the Cruiserweights, when you had Hornswoggle mm. win the championship, I don't forgot, what was yeah. it, 2006, 2007? Something like that, and yeah. What a way to just kill off that division. But during that time, I thought it was fantastic. Like, yeah, th- especially with, like, Rey Mysterio and Tajiri. Yeah. All those guys. It got kind of weird in the like towards the end with like Spike Dudley as a champion and right, yeah, he was a heel. <laughs> okay, yeah, very weird. Very that was very bizarre. weird. Yeah, he was a heel. I forgot he had his own. Oh, he had like uh, the Dudley boys were with him. I think as a heel. Yeah, he team, was. If I'm correct. The yeah. boss, Spike the boss, Dudley, and yeah. he kind of controlled them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what a time! But uh, a precursor to that was this match, and towards the end, uh, Paul London. Once again, this this rickety ass ladder. He's climbing up it. Mm-hmm. He, uh, the crowd is chanting, "Please don't die!" Die, yeah, <laughs> please don't die, Rodham. <laughs> again, like not. I don't know. Was that a thing in ECW? Was that a chant you I would think hear? So yeah, please don't die. <laughs> yeah, right. <I> think so. <laughs> that Holy that Philly fuck. crowd, man. That I Philly know crowd. that th- this is awesome. Didn't exist at ECW and all that shit. The good old days. Yeah, the there was days. a lot of chants, a lot of uh, stop. You suck, dick. Chance, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just good-natured stuff. Yeah, yeah. ECW, baby. <laughs> EC dub. So uh, London is like three quarters of the way up the slide. He could. There's no possible way he get to the top. Mm-hmm. Um, please don't die, Chance. Paul London hits a shooting star press from almost all the way to, from the top of this ladder. His yeah, shooting star, man, was, he could he could hit it from anywhere, and anywhere. it looked amazing. That was bananas. Even on this shaky metal piece of equipment, he got it, dude. He in this hundred degrees, it's sweaty, all of it. He's bleeding. Hit it beautifully. Oh it's just beautiful. Wow. Crowd just came out of their seats through up. the roof. I mean, they're already out of their seats, but they just exploded. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that gets Paul London the win with the shooting star press. Like I said, the crowd loved. I mean, they're chanting five star match, match of the year. Um, they're they're doing the whole bow thing yep. and applauding. Mm-hmm. Crowd ate it up, and um, at the end of the match, they hug. Paul London and Michael Shane do, but that dastardly that, Michael. This Shane. This was a great part too. That Michael Shane just says "fuck you." <laughs> I, I I thought it looked exactly like uh, Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho from mm-hmm. WrestleMania 19. I was Wrestle, like, man, yeah. is that the that hadn't even happened yet. Yeah, that hadn't happened yet. So I was like, man, are they really going to <laughs> foreshadow notes, man. that? They probably took notes. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Just, that was yeah. great shit. That was yeah. good shit. Yeah. Michael Shane turns on Paul London at the clothesline. And 
I don't know if the feud will keep going on or not, but I love seeing these guys wrestle each other. So yeah, great shit from these guys. Fucking great stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If we put that on the uh, Metzler scale, probably a six out of five. Absolutely. <laughs> if, it, if it was in Japan, it'd be six out of five. This was only five out of five. Because it was in America. Get it. Yeah, got it. But <laughs> there, there, I think there are enough Japanese people on this card to where he could probably get away with the six. Because Ooh, of Takao Mori. Takao Mori was here, so that's very true. That, that boosts everything. <laughs> whoever that fuck that guy was, or is whoever, whoever. he is, <laughs> he does he does karate. That's all I know. Mm, um, look at that. But it cuts to a uh, a segment from earlier in the day. I guess they called it Fan Fest, where uh, fans were there, and then the wrestlers were walking around signing stuff and all that. Um, Donovan Morgan and uh, I think it's yeah, Donovan Morgan. He and Mike Modest are in the ring for some reason. Mm-hmm. Somebody calls somebody in the ring. I forget what exactly happens. Yeah, that was uh, it's pretty good. I I did I didn't mind this. It was funny. I, I, I kind of way. I really but, enjoyed it, kind of yeah. actually. It was like because you said I didn't know this. You said Donovan Morgan trained Mike Modest, or or Mike Modest trained Donovan or opposite or opposite yeah, way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So there's there's like a connection there, which makes sense because like why are these guys randomly just like at odds with each other? Because it was clear right. that they knew each other. I didn't know exactly the uh, the relationship they had. Um, so, if we remember, Donovan Morgan is a part of the the Prophecy right. faction. So Donovan is trying to convince Mike Modest to join the Prophecy, and then mm-hmm. Mike's not having any of it. Um, yeah, Donovan's like, "Oh, you never listen to me. You never take my all that stuff." It was like a, a fine back and forth. It, it felt realistic to me. It didn't feel like a pro yeah, wrestling. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Because I think this happened during like yeah the intermission or some shit like that during the show, so you yeah. just got like these two guys just talking in the ring, and then all of a sudden they just decided <clears throat> to beat the fuck to beat each other up. Yeah, I mean I liked it, and it's, it makes sense because in the in the main event you have uh, you have American Dragon and Mike Modest mm-hmm. versus Daniels and Donovan Morgan. Everybody knows Dragon and Daniels, right? So you don't need to sell anybody on them, but. Morgan and uh, Mike Modest are kind of like the two outsiders as far as like popularity, I guess. Mm -hmm. So this gave them like some character. It gave them some motivation and it kind of solidified what their part was in the main event. It it gave them kind of like a story. Yes, (laughs) exactly. So I I, I like that. Um, And I believe, yep, that brings us right to the main event. The Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship, the first ever, is on the line. The Prophecy versus Mike Modest and American Dragon. This match, so this show definitely peaked at the street fight. <laughs> for yes. sure. Oh my god, yeah. And I mentioned it earlier. I mean, I felt so bad for the guys because they looked exhausted. The crowd already was exhausted after that match because that match was bananas. All that energy just went into that street fight. And now mm-hmm. we're in the last match. And you just Oof. feel like just tired as these guys are because you just went bananas for just one match. So, yeah. uh, man, I felt so bad. <laughs> that, that was your 100% there. I mean, crowd, I mean, all the things, you know, they're, the crowd is tired from the street fight. The crowd is tired from this long ass show and this hot show, building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the the wrestlers in this match have all wrestled already in this show. Like about three uh, it's hot. matches. Yeah. Yeah. Holy fuck. And, um, you know, the match is what it is. I don't really, really even remember anything of note from it. Um, it's more oh, barricade it was a destruction. Lot of, uh, <laughs> I put it on my notes that like they used a lot of the barricade 
<laughs> yeah. Were, yeah. That was the match. It was mostly they were pulling in these guys into the barricade, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> Some yeah, action was... in the ring, and ah, there you go. Bing, bang. <laughs> <laughs> I was half joking earlier when I said they probably just wanted new barricades because that seemed it was either that or some sort of inside joke like who knows man because it was just, like you said it was all barricades this it match. was all barricades <laughs> this match all gate barricades oh my god yeah um i did enjoy the finish though mm-hmm. where uh brian is going for a back suplex from the top rope onto daniels yeah donovan morgan holds daniel's feet or he holds brian's feet so that Daniels is able to uh, transfer the momentum to cro- kind of cross body from right. the top rope and landing on Brian. Daniels goes for the pin, but Brian bridges out and then right into the last rights, uh, crossroads, whatever you want to call it, from Daniels. Mm, it was just yeah. like a beautiful transition towards the end. Yeah. Um, but coming from Brian and Christopher Daniels, it's no surprise there. Daniels hits the last rights, gets the win. New tag team champions, the first ever Ring of Honor tag team tag team champions, the Prophecy, and they don't get belts. They get, they get a, a trophy, shitty, <laughs> a little they trophy. They get a trophy that they got at a fucking probably some sports shop there. <laughs> probably the same place they got those ladders. Honestly, probably man, <laughs> fucking clearance twenty five dollars. Remember, this is Ring of Honor in two thousand and two, and they didn't make that much money, so. No. They had to get the, the toys at Toys R Us and shit. So yeah, and to even <laughs> to even get worse, the trophy gets destroyed. The trophy gets destroyed by the guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Brian Brian Danielson is having none of this, so he takes the trophy. They run off the prophecy. The trophy's still in the ring. Brian, Brian Danielson, Danielson takes. Yeah, I was gonna mention that he put, he puts a pizza in his pants or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh, so yeah. and like I thought it was so funny when he did that because he's wearing yes. white trunks and it looks like he has a mild erection on the fucking dude. That's a bold. We talked about it earlier. The white yeah. trunks is a bold ass statement. Oh my you better, god! You better not pull a uh, a CM Punk and shit your pants in the ring because you're gonna have a you're gonna have an issue. Oh my god! You're gonna right, have an yeah. issue. CM Punk did shit his pants. Did John Cena also have like a diarrhea? I think so. Too? I think yeah. Stone Cold did too. I, I think most wrestlers shit their pants at least once. I think that's what makes you a wrestler. You're not a true pro until you shit your pants at least once. Yeah, that makes sense. That's when. Yeah. You shit your pants because you have uh, food poisoning, but fuck it, I'm a man. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what What is the um? Because Brian is like, they, they smash the trophy with a chair. Right. But then they keep just like battering it on the ground. What is the movie? I meant to look this up. The movie where they like, oh my God. I know Family Guy references it. When um they destroy the CD that, that's playing Bird Bird is the Word. And they're, do you know what I'm talking about? It's like. I, uh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember either. Yeah. Holy shit. I'll uh, look it up. I'll look it up. And yeah. We'll, just have to, we'll, we'll talk about it on the next episode. <laughs> yes, exactly. Do a specific episode on it. <laughs> but yeah, they, they beat up the trophy. It's in pieces. Like you said, Brian sticks it in his trunks. He's like, hey, you want it? Come get it. That's such good shit. She looks like he has like a, a little erection going on. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> whoopsie doodles. Um, but yeah, that's the last. And then it's a little closing segment here with uh, the prophecy. Xavier has the Ring of Honor title. I guess uh, Daniels and Morgan were able to capture the pieces of the trophy and kind of put it together. They're trying to put it together. 
together. Dude, was, Daniel's had me cracking up at the end. He, he like has the trophy. He gives it to Morgan. He's like, fix this, fix, fix this. It, fix and then, it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he starts talking to Xavier. And they're like, what, what, why do we have a trophy? Why, why is Ring of Honor trying to be Japanese? Just give us belts. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's right. I was like, it's so true. That was like, very come good. On. I really like that. Yeah. Like, what can they just give us belts? We're not Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much the closing. It has the prophecy with all the gold or gold, I guess. Um, but the, yeah, that brings the show to a close. It was a, it, um, yeah. Lots of matches, lot Oof, like yeah. like I said, these ring of these ring of honor shows. I had to watch it in pieces. Same, it was like three Same. three hours. Um, but all in all, I mean, there was some really there was some low points, but all in all, I, I enjoyed watching this show. There was a lot of good stuff, especially towards uh, the like the last half of it. Yeah, I really thought. Yeah, like I really thought the uh, the show. I don't know if it's like a, was a pay per view or whatever the fuck, but um, yeah, it, like halfway through the show, it really started picking up. It started getting really, really fucking good. Yeah, unfortunately, we had that filler match towards the end, but I thought it was a solid show, really good show. Yeah, 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 really fun stuff at the end for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, once again, I mean, so, so much fun. This is like one of the longest podcasts I've done, honestly. But it's, it's been so much fun. Um, oh glad shit, you yeah, we, able, we are two hours. Holy fuck. <laughs> I don't go two hours if I'm not having fun. I'll, I'll cut it off if it's not. I'm glad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you for uh, making the time to do this. Um, Absolutely, man. Yeah. Tell everybody uh, where they can find you. And uh, you already kind of mentioned your your, your uh, stuff that you do for work in the beginning, but feel free to plug that again if you want. Sure. Yeah. So any course, anything with regarding vaccinations right now, Sanitas Medical Center, uh, you can go to our website, www.mysanitas.com. As I previously mentioned, vaccines are not in just yet we just finished with the johnson and johnson uh so we're hoping to get the moderna vaccine so if you guys are ever interested in getting vaccinated here in florida um yeah just go ahead there's a little chat link on the bottom it's like a little green you can talk to one of the chat agents it's a live chat agent actually go ahead and assist you with any kind of questions with the vaccine uh for medical stuff i mean <laughs> uh <laughs> call somebody just- else <laughs> uh, you're better off just going to like a teledoc or a mycinetus chat which we do have as well but that's for our actual patients who are sick and all that stuff we also have a uh, forgot to mention earlier on the show we do have is uh, rapid testing that we still have you don't have to be a patient with us or uh, you don't have to be insured either it's completely free uh it's i think uh, since it's rapid testing uh, you get the results within a couple of hours or within 24 hours, you just get it through your email, the results. So if you are, if you are feeling sick or anything like that, you can go to pretty much any of our locations. We are doing the, uh, the rapid tests, but you, it is by appointment only though. <laughs> it is by yeah. Appointment only. yeah. Yeah. We're trying gotcha. to, you know, social distancing and all that stuff. So just like the vaccine, if you ever get the vaccines, uh, sometime next week or in later in the month, uh, by appointment only. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Go check her out. Um, mm-hmm. Twitter, Karina Cupcakes, right? Karina Cupcakes. Yeah. Well, Karina Cupcakes is my Instagram name. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to just talk to me personally for anything wrestling related, dude, just DM me. Great follow. Private, Great so follow on me. social media. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommended. Yeah. And uh, my Twitter is Quesito Frito or Fried Cheese. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Or just, there it is. <laughs> you can follow me there. Um, and uh, just let, let me know what the fuck you want. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Once again, thank you for coming out. Thank you for coming on. It was super fun. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. I had a fucking blast. <laughs> once again, thank you 
to Karina for joining me on this episode. So much fun. Always a good time talking about Ring of Honor, especially with somebody so knowledgeable about the subject. So really good time. And uh, yeah, like she said, all the links in the description below. Any questions about the COVID-19, feel free to contact her because she's very knowledgeable about the subject. And I know a lot of listeners that listen to this are in Florida. I don't know what that says about this podcast that you crazy fucks listen to me. But uh, (laughs) yeah, feel free to reach out to her and uh, follow her as well. Good follow in terms of wrestling on social media. And uh, yeah, alas all. There's a tractor outside, so I think that's my cue to leave. (laughs) Yes, once again, um, apronbump.com. Follow me on all social media. Links in the description also for myself. Apronbump.com will take you wherever you need to go. And uh, yeah, butter my tits and call me Sally. I'm out of here. Okay, I'm... I always, I never know how to how to end these, so I'm just gonna just gonna leave now. Okay, bye. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you guys once again for listening. I'm hard. Yeah.